welcome back to another evening of Not Great RPG. This is the city of Oshwamp. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. I'm thrilled for today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very good time. We're down one person and plus another. Correct. Which is very, very New, exciting. New Paul. New, New Paul. Paul. Better Paul. Just kidding, Paul. Paul's in the chat. Paul 2.0. I, I only said that because he's in the chat. Yep. I love you, Paul. And I will miss you dearly. Yeah, we will. I'll never play with him again. Only as a DM. It's very yeah, sad. Yeah, probably for a while. Yeah. Sadly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, we're going to go around the table, say who we are. Uh, and then we will uh, we'll hop into it after John does a little, little recap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am Don, and I play Ethier Revia, the Grave Domain Cleric. Uh, I am Lawrence, and I am playing Yalum Lo. Mm-hmm. I'm Sarah, and I'm playing Ritora. <laughs> and I'm DJ, and I'm playing Nesgrim. And I am John, the Dungeon Master for the City of Oshwamp. Uh, last week, during our episode Rest in Peace, our friends successfully... Uh, dispatched with the last of the bandits that were uh, harrowingly invading these uh, the orphanage to attempt to steal firewood, and as they eventually found out from a note discovered on one of the other bandits, looking for a few things in particular hidden within the orphanage, supposedly as per the contact that hired them to do so. Uh, Ritora and uh, Felix investigated the additional two voices upstairs towards the storage room, as uh, Ethier watched over the unconscious body of Nesgrim and did successfully saw the head off of one of the bandit men mm-hmm. and then sure did. mutilate the flesh and muscle and all very, the delicious interior did. stuff of the, the skull, just leaving it just as on the floor of the uh-huh. orphanage. Yep. Uh, yeah, right. it was a great time. I'm going to uh, take a picture for Twitter, so just disregard me as you're reading. Very good. Uh-huh. Uh, Yeah, so as Ritora and Felix were upstairs dealing with the additional two bandits inside of the storage room, they overheard a conversation, more an argument inside between the two men, as they were rummaging through the belongings, desperately scouring through for whatever they could find. All they found was food and clothing and other, you know, essentials to survival that would be necessary here in the coldest parts of the world. And as the two men left the storage room, saying that they needed to go downstairs to continue to search for what they called the entrance, Ritora and Felix ambushed the first man, successfully killing him in one round of surprise combat. Uh, the second man, thusly, horrifiedly, and as a coward, immediately gave himself up. Uh, they realized that he did not, in fact, have any weapon whatsoever. All he had in his hand was a sack of apples. Uh, they, they did eventually make him drop his sack <laughs> And apples fell to the ground. Uh, he, he did confess that he was paid to be here, uh, looking for, as he described to them, the entrance. They were contacted by a man whose face they did not see, but he looked quite old and had a gruff, stern voice. And as he said, would not be uh, very acceptable of failure. So he pled for his life to Felix and Ritora who, after concluding that this man was indeed just a cowardly person, hired here and did not mean any threat or harm as he was weaponless, they assisted him in escaping through Sister Madeline's room. Uh, Sister Madeline having been helped and assisted by Sister Lauren, uh, bandaging the back of her head, she was still slightly delirious from the injury, from the blunt force trauma, 
and they convinced her that she was simply seeing things as they walked the man through her office to the window and let him go back down the grappling hook. We didn't really convince her of anything. She I was... mean, yeah, she was like, I must be seeing things again, which we did correctly read into that. This, that's fucking weird that this lady is just openly saying to you guys who are effectively strangers, like, hey, I'm seeing shit. Yeah. But, you know, delirious, blunt force trauma. Yeah. Um, happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ether... Ether, with using the skull of the bandit who had wielded the halberd, mm-hmm. uh, did successfully utilize his curious effect, which we don't truly understand yet. We'll call it that. Uh, taking his skull, placing it into a brazier with herbs and spices. <laughs> I really, I have to say spices. I'm sorry. Were there it's eleven fine. of them? <laughs> yeah, secret I, uh, recipe. The secret you, of my character. You are the colonel. The colonel. Yeah. <laughs> It's, that is correct. I yes. will be transforming later. <laughs> um, he, he did successfully uh, have a vision of this man's uh, final moments that led him to this path in his life. Uh, witnessing an experience, uh, a moment from this man who uh, was standing in front of a, a tall figure with a calloused hand outstretched to him in a cloak and the uh, bandit who you were seeing uh, demanded and said the word payment as the outstretched hand, which I I want to clarify for you that it was the other man's hand that was outstretched and it was empty. Like, I know I didn't definitively state to you that the hand was empty. Oh. The one man said payment and the other dude outstretched an empty hand. So you're saying the, the creepy hooded dude outstretched his hand. empty hand. Yeah, okay. that's that's why like I kept describing the man's hand. I wasn't sure whether or not that was Got something it. that you had like noticed that I was doing, but I okay. just want to clarify you didn't see anything in that man's hand. Okay, but so very spooky. The bandit demanded payment and he outstretched. Sure, nothing. so he's a soul salesman or some shit. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I'll uh, I'll write that down. Yep. Uh, so your vision eventually fades away. Uh, Nesgrim regained consciousness, and you two went upstairs to find Felix and Ratora. Uh, as we ensured that all of the children were safe, we eventually found little orphan Nina hiding inside of the toy chest in the common area. We found Sister Lauren having barricaded herself in the kitchen, which was where she was hiding during hide-and-seek. She just panicked, essentially, in the moment and was unsure of what to do, so she did her best to move the like cafeteria-style tables and benches in front of the two doorways to barricade herself in, and then went back into hiding in the potato sacks. Um, Ritora and Felix, while they are upstairs in the room afterwards, uh, Felix asks Sister Madeline if he can read one of the books on her bookcase as we were investigating her room, and he selects a book that stands out to him about Sister Sabrina that Sister Madeline had previously mentioned during her visions and why she said that she was standing at the window having opened it. She had had a vision of Sister Sabrina out in the snow in the area where we saw the one man strangling another in the snow, suffocating him. Um, Sister Sabrina was revealed to have been dead for over 50 years and also to have been the founder of the orphanage over 100 years ago after receiving a vision from St. Ostador calling her to service. Sister Sabrina had previously been a merchant in Slums East, sold her belongings and worldly goods, and with that money opened an orphanage in Slums North, receiving the recognition and esteem, and eventually being accepted by the cathedral into the inner sanctum. Um, 
Sister Sabrina was also known as the sacred, for when her righteous fury was invoked, her hair began to glow with a fiery red. Uh, so we eventually also found out that Ritora had accidentally distracted Sister Madeline by having sent her owl up to warn her during the terrible uh, <laughs> invasion in the cathedral or the chapel downstairs. Uh, Sister Madeline heard the knocking, the tapping, the scratching at the door, turned around, and that was when the two bandits had previously entered. Um, so after all of that, and Sister Madeline assisted, or sorry, Sister Lauren assisted Sister Madeline to the sisters' quarters. God, I have to say the word sister so many times. Uh, to the sisters' quarters, uh, promising that uh, Desiel would take care of Sister Madeline. <laughs> we, you know, like, kind of walked around for a little bit, just wanting to see what else was going on, and then we were like, wait a minute, take care of, sounds a little suspicious. Let's go check that shit out. It sure to be did. fair, I didn't, I didn't really want to. I did. Everyone mm-hmm. insisted. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, we eventually got a key from Alicia. I'm going to stop saying sister so many fucking times. It's already <laughs> killing my brain. Uh, we eventually got a, a key from Alicia in the kitchens. Um, we went back up to the quarters, and we opened the door, went inside, and we saw four women sleeping on beds on the left side, uh, along the door side, and four empty beds on the opposite. Sister Madeline, indeed, at the back of the corner, the fourth bed on our front wall, sleeping. Uh, as we noticed her her sheets rising and falling with her breath. At which point we should have left. Yes, uh, but we did see a elderly-looking uh, elf woman uh, in the bed adjacent to Sister Madeline's. And as we approached her further, Retora recognized that she bears a striking resemblance to an Eldrin with the stark white hair of the winter, the very long pointed ears, and the floral uh, decorations that are intricately woven as part of the race into the hair. Uh, So elves don't sleep, though, so it was a lie. (laughs) She was just laying there meditating and got really, really upset and annoyed. Um, At me. At Ritora specifically, who is an Eladrin also, uh, and demanded that they get out of the sisters' quarters because she saw it as incredibly inappropriate that they were even there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we apologized, we left, and on the way out, Ritora knocked over a teacup, shattering it and further disturbing and really aggravating uh, Desiel. And then we closed the door behind us. We went back downstairs towards the chapel we found little orphan Bran once more for like the fourth time in the chapel. He oh, really likes it in there. Should have named him little orphan Branny. That little orphan Branny. Oh, that would have been oh, good. It's little orphan. We need Branny. to make a one shot. Yeah, we got to do a hard knock life for little orphan <laughs> Branny. Oh, uh, make Paul play that shit. He'd lose alone. his fucking mind. Yeah. Alone. No one else there. Yeah, just yep. him sitting alone in a yep. room. Not even John's here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just him. It's oh. hard. Not just over and over. Little red wig. Yeah. <laughs> we'll spotlight on him. Mm-hmm. Turn all the lights off. Uh, with with little orphan Branny in the chapel, uh, he confessed to us uh, as he was leaving that he had. Um, taken some copper from one of the bandits before the bodies were removed by the guards, and when asked about why Felix looks the way he does, Ether once again jokingly repeated, he is cursed. (laughs) 
But that meant something to Little Orphan Branny, and he asked, can you read cursed writing? And in exchange for their secrecy and silence about his theft of some of the copper, gave them a note that he had found before. And that note dictated to them a very harrowing secret of hunting of isolated peculiar people inside of the city of Oshwamp by some organization or grouping of people that we have no idea about whatsoever right now, but the chilling aspect of it at the conclusion was they don't know where the bodies are because the bodies are never found and they don't know if they're being used for something or if they're being eaten. We took a short rest and as we awoke uh... Ethier and Nesgrim in the elder boy's dormitory noticed that Felix, after having admitted that he recognized the writing as infernal, is gone. Our crew gathers in the kitchen downstairs to have their stew graciously offered to them by Sister Alicia. So we will begin with the three of you sitting at a small cafeteria table together Dozens of children's around you joyously slurping at their stew with their little wooden spoons on their keychains, keys <laughs> rattling right next to them along with the other utensils, and the joyous conversations of children giggling and laughing, and the three of you sitting staring down at this wooden bowl filled with a dark brown broth, fragments of shredded meats, carrots, peas, and onions. And we will begin here. To start off, I'm gonna rich, I'm going to ritual cast purify food and drink uh-huh. on my on my stew. Absolutely, just yours. Just, well, uh, is it a? Let's see. All magical food within a five foot radius. So, uh, may I have your we, bowls for a moment? We took a short rest, right? Correct. Yeah. May I have your bowls for a moment? Oh, uh, yes, here. And I beckon to yours. May I? Have that for a moment, please. I will make sure that it is safe. You just see the children just still, like, <laughs> some of them. Like, little Grimdar doesn't even use a spoon. He just has the bowl in his hand. Mm-hmm. You see some of the liquid pouring and tangling in his beard. There's, like, a little carrot sticking out. This is really good. Do you give Ethier your bowl? If we both cast it can we do it faster sure i'll help okay <laughs> cool uh yeah so I, I put all the bowls in the center and i will ritual cast purify food and drink sure all these bowls. as far as you are concerned you have purified this food of poisons <laughs> yeah that's all and I'm... diseases because yep, that's, that's all... how that works yeah. yep. uh-huh you've purified it of poisons and diseases that you are unsure whether or not they existed in the first place it also doesn't yep. work on magical food mm-hmm. yep just <laughs> You feel comforted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fu- that's all I wanted. <laughs> Better placebo effect. That's really all I wanted. Just trying to help. I'll right. pull the bowl back and start yeah. eating it. I'm just going to start eating my bowl. Okay. Start eating it. Yeah. So we are down a member now. Then I suppose that means we will split the other four gold between the three of us. Yeah. Sounds good. You didn't good. take it yeah. before we left. We did not The four gold is it. from Katie. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Did um, Felix say anything to you on his way out? He said nothing. I was not aware he was gone until we awoke after our rest. Me either. But I would assume, given his interest with the strange writing, that he may have gone off to do some research and figure out what it might be. 
sure he'll come back, hopefully. I don't imagine we will be here when he does. I'm not sure how he will find us. I hope we don't find him. Dead. I hope not. As an isolated peculiar in the city. (laughs) Sorry, Paul. On the second day. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely doing. Paul's in the stew! Tastes like Paul. <laughs> Very salty. <laughs> this soup tastes wet. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul's upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, several minutes go by as you guys are eating your stew during the time in which you casted Purify Food and Drink. Uh, you watch many of the children finish their bowls and get up and leave, and as they are returning to the hallway, you hear them once more returning to games. Uh, you hear like a ball bouncing in the hallway around you. You hear the voice of Sister Lauren calling out to them to ferry them back towards the common area so this way they are all safely in one location. Beyond that, the day is yours. It's mid-afternoon. Um, still on the first of Elsa. We're still on the first. <laughs> okay, so that answer was my question I was getting ready to ask. No, it's not safe to move yet. No, it is not. I would recommend that we stay here until tomorrow. Okay. Um, I wonder if there's anything else the sisters need. May give us an excuse to look around and see if we can find those signatures and entrances. Yes, I suppose so. Uh, We cannot leave for fear of safety, but I know that we were promised a reward for our help and perhaps there is more that we can do here to assist them. Yeah. Okay. I'd um, like to help as much as I can. Chilela. <laughs> <laughs> like to help. I helped a lot. You did. <laughs> that one dude in the chest. <laughs> that should hurt. I mean, for a while, you. Yeah, two you did the also ones. entangle the people as they were attempting to break in through the chapel. So yeah, absolutely. That was. I huge. did also almost get Sister Madeline killed, but yeah. technically, my bird did. <laughs> I am not my bird. It's true. Sure, I told her what to do, but that's not my fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have done. Could have gone about that any way it wanted. Could have flown to the window. Yeah. To the wall. Right. Miss <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Sister Madeline fell down the wall. Mm-hmm. Where do you guys want to go? You still recall that Madeline is, as far as you can remember, is should be still resting in the sisters' quarters on the second floor. Okay. Uh, and as I said, you just heard the voice of Sister Lauren, and Alicia is in here still working the kitchens. Did we, um... I don't remember if we closed off the window. In, in the chapel? No, in Sister Madeline's office. Uh, Paul locked it, Paul yes. locked it, okay. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, that's shut and locked. Correct. In the we, chapel, we did not. We, we have, have, we have, have no The chapel, you re-chained it and re-padlocked it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even if, again, anybody got into the chapel, like, the door was re-affixed and repaired. So the door is back up, and the door is re-chained. Were the, um, were the pews attached to the floor in the chapel? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, they're, okay. they're not bolted in or anything okay. like that, because it's a stone floor mm-hmm. in yep. there. Okay. Um, um, that's not helpful information. Yet. Perhaps we should. Last time. Perhaps mm-hmm. we should talk with Sister Lauren. I imagine that Sister Madeline is still resting. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, hopefully we can find something to do to pass the time. Okay, I agree. So you guys exit the kitchen, and as you are walking down the front hallway once more to go back towards the common area, you hear a knocking at the front door of the orphanage. Uh, do I see anyone else 
around to answer it. In the whole it. way? Yeah, to answer it. No. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I assume there's not like a peephole? Nope. No. That's why Sister Lauren had to open the door okay. and peer out. Do any of the second floor windows look over that front door? Yeah, Sister Madeline's office's door does definitively look over. Um, the elder dormitories for the girls or boys, mm-hmm. both of them had windows. They were barricaded, so I mean, it would take you a moment to like remove the barricades. Them. Like you could attempt to peek through, but okay. entirely up to you all. Or we could get one of the sisters and let them open decide the what to do about it. Or um, I could open the door. <laughs> you are still injured from the last attack. Hardly. No. Not much, no. Doing good. Could probably take a pretty hefty hit. Well, I, I might will, be able to take I, one. I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One, um, one good one, probably. I'm, all right, well, here we go. I'm going to cast uh, Cure Wounds on Pretora. Okay. It's going to be 1d8 plus 4. Mm-hmm. And roll your burnout die afterwards, please. which I believe. Uh, 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 D12. You don't have to roll burnout when we ritual cast, right? Or do correct. You, you okay. do not when you're ritual casting. Correct. I don't know if I can ritual cast that. No. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Oh hell yeah! Well, that's twelve healing. Okay. And then uh, I rolled a twelve on my burnout die. <laughs> okay, so you're safe. safe. Yep. safe. So you're fine. You do not burn out. Ratora, you regain eight hit points. Very as good. Nesgrim I'm back up. Lays his one hand on your shoulder, and you feel this kind of overwhelming white aura and warmth spread through your body, and the area where the arrow had previously <laughs> struck you begins to seal closed. Thank you. Is anyone else hurt? I, I am okay. If you would like to answer the door. I, I flip my uh, short bell off my back and just knock an arrow. I open the door with uh, my sword like held behind it so you can't see it. Okay. Just out and behind the door. Okay, so since it's a double door, you would want to open with your left hand and leave your right hand obscured. Right. So you peel the door open slightly. So you still have to remove the log. That is, you know, held up by the two little curvature parts. Okay. And is there to seal it. I'll, uh... You slide it to one my, edge. Put my weight up against the other. Okay, so the one that still has the... Like, when you slide the bar off, the bar will tilt and then strike the floor. Oh, it's being not at like an a... angle. No, it's not an elevated okay. one. It's yeah, one it's where like you slide floor. and completely yep. remove. Correct. Okay. So you slide the bar, you barricade the other side of the door with the weight of your little elf body. (laughs) And you take a few steps back. I take a few steps back so that way if someone were to come in that we don't want in, I've got an arrow. Correct. And And you slowly pull the door away and just peek through it. You peek through and you, out into the snow amidst all of the blizzard, you see a man standing there. Describe your appearance. Uh, so, uh, he looks a little, uh, worse for wear. He has a scar, uh, on, above his left brow and coming down onto his cheek. Um, he, uh, doesn't have facial hair. I'm not shaving my beard for this. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, no dedication. You have to go back and forth for Halloween. Yeah, Yeah. can't regrow that fast. It's not modal, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm walking in here with with silver hair and a brown beard. That's not real? (laughs) No, Um, definitely not. Uh, he, uh, is, uh, wearing hide armor. Uh, he does not have a cloak on. Uh, he, um, 
is kind of uh, he's tall, okay. uh, above six foot, um, All right. and is uh, thin of frame, but uh, not necessarily small. Okay. Um, more like lean. Yeah, lean fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, pale skin um, has uh, chiseled features. Okay. Mm-hmm. You see him standing here, enshrouded by waving snow behind him. You hear wind breezing through the open area of the door as small pieces of snow, like, thrust themselves inside. And you see in his hands are about four pieces of timber. They said they were low on timber, right? Mm Mm-hmm. What do you want? Uh, I don't suppose that I could come inside. Why? (laughs) It's snowing. It it is (laughs) snowing, yes. Yes, I have wood. We do need wood. <laughs> you could use wood. We do need wood. I'm gonna just turn around and breathe them quickly. About, I think we he's got wood. Hey, there's a dude. He's got wood. He wants to come in. Let him in. We will keep an eye on him. Okay. I'm gonna. S- All right. Come on in. And just slowly and pull the door. Open. Pull the door backwards, and you hear it screech against the little like parts of the the oh, floor. Yeah. I'm gonna get in trouble again. And more wind and snow piles in. Yeah. I, I will hurry in so that they can shut the door. Step inside and as quickly he steps shut the in, door. shuts the door, and we place the bar back on the door. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm still gonna I'm gonna turn around with my sword still in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there are three people here standing, weapons brandished. I'll take my bow down and flip it back over. Mm-hmm. Who yes. are you, stranger? Uh, my name is Yalum Lo. I am uh, a logger. There was an accident here in the north. I am just heading back to town, but the storm is very bad. Just need a place to rest. Do you have weaponry on you of any kind? Uh, Just a sword, you can see. May I have it? No. (laughs) I would really prefer if you did not take my weapon. I think I would prefer if he did. Well, um, there's three of us and one of him. Yes, he makes a very good point. Even if he has it. You uh, will get it back. It is simply for the safety of the children. You have a weapon. We yes, are protecting I am the children. a guard. Why should I trust you? Because you are not a guard. And how do you know? <laughs> uh-huh. Fair. Fair. I think I will keep my blade. Fair enough, but we will keep an eye on you. That's fine. I don't intend to stab you. (laughs) Behind you, you hear the door from the common area open. And you see Sister Lauren emerge. Oh my! Timber! Yes. (laughs) Good music for this. Thank God! (laughs) We We were so low, I feared for our warmth at night. Thank you, friend. Yes, of course. You are quite welcome. I will... Oh, Sister Madeline is still asleep. I shall gather payment for you promptly. Very good. I, as long as I can rest for a while, that oh, should yes, be of course. payment enough. The weather is harsh, my my good sir. Please, step in. Are you hungry? Quite famished. Very good. Follow me. Uh, I'll take you to the kitchens. We'll get you a, a nice meal, and, and we'll uh, worry about your payment and find you a bed for the evening. Very good. Thank you. 
and you watch as Sister Lauren walks this man over towards the kitchen, the pieces of timber still in his hands, and the three of you are standing here in the hallway. My stick back. Still got my sword out. It's not my problem anymore. I, I mean, going, it is, but not I'm we, going to keep an eye on him. I'm just going to say, yes, let's go. Let's just accompany him for a while. I agree. <laughs> he brings timber, which is something that they desperately needed, but it is possible that someone gave word that they were low on timber. And I just kind of like throw a glance at Ratora, mm-hmm. since you did let a person leave. They didn't know anything. Uh, if you you don't know that. You don't know that either, do you? Did we? Yeah. Okay, we, I can't remember if we... You guys did inform your other companions that you assisted in having the one bandit that was previously caught help, you know, get back out of the orphanage and leave once more into the snows and the slums north. It is about, for your time frame, two hours since that did occur. Because if you're short rest, your meal, the other conversations with Bran and things of that nature. Okay. So the three of you begin to walk over towards the kitchens again to keep an eye on our new friend here. Yeah. Yum, yep. Yum, <laughs> okay. So yeah. as you walk back over towards the kitchens, you can see that this man is led back into the um, second area where Alicia has the stove and the little cafeteria-style countertop. You... As Alicia turns to you, Oh, Timber! My lord, thank you! Please! Yes. It yes. will keep the fires well stoked. Yes, where would you like me to put uh, the wood? On the edge of the counter here, sir. Thank it's you. Very good. And I will bring it over yep. and place you it place, where You can see indicated. that there is a small pile here that sure. is down to two little timber logs. Sure. And you place it with them. Comparatively, how much timber is, is that? For what he like placed he, out? Like, how much timber did he come in with? Like, four logs. Like little logs? Yeah, about, you know, maybe a foot. It's like half a day's worth of firewood. Correct. So that's why, like, again, they were incredibly worried mm-hmm. about the overnight, especially when the winter begins to grow harsh. Mm. Uh, my lord, would you like a, a bowl? I have just finished the stew. It's still warm. That would be, that would be nice. Yes, please. Of course. And you turn as she grabs another bowl from a stack dips her ladle in, and you watch as steam pours out from the height, and she slurps the soup into it, and then extends her hands out to you. Thank you. And I will uh, take it and quickly find somewhere to, okay. to set so it up. you exit the small area where the kitchen is, and you come back out into the cafeteria portion, and you can see that there are about six circular tables. Uh, there really are not many children left in here at the moment. There's maybe like four or so at one opposite end. Um, they look like they're sitting, not realistically eating at this point. It looks like they're playing a small game with their hands that you're not sure what it is that they're playing, but they look like their attention is pretty occupied. Hmm. I will sit down a, a okay. decent distance away from them. Okay, so you sit opposite end and you place the stew in front of you again. Hmm. A very dark, uh, thick broth in front of you with pieces of you know, shredded meat of... Like a, a light brown color, uh, peas, carrots, and onions. Mm. And you my, see the uh, steam wafting up in your face. My companions followed me into this room yet? Uh, yeah, so you would see them walking inside. Are you all sitting, or are you standing in the frame of the door? I would like to lean... Into uh, the cafeteria. Like, just, not, not, no, I mean like, like Scooby-Doo style? No. 
Like, where just, are all you? of them in a stack yeah. from behind yeah, the door. Like, like three heads in a row from height. I would like to come in the door and just like lean against the door frame and look look real cool. Yeah, like in my mind I'm like, oh yeah, I'm super intimidating, but I'm actually just like this tiny little Yep. Little oh, no. girl. I'm little gonna go in girl. and take a seat and just keenly observe him eat the stew to okay. see if at any point he like <gasps> Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. He just falls over. Are you sitting at the table with him to have a conversation with him? Or are you sitting at another table to just, just... obviously be staring at him <laughs> eating stew uncomfortably? Mmm. <laughs> Both are fun options. I know. Both honestly. are very fun options. I'm going to sit like a table away and okay. just not uncomfortably, but like uncomfortably intimidating. Where like I'm trying to be intimidating and failing miserably. I don't sure. even know what face that would be. Probably. I do have a question. <laughs> yes. Um. Did we, were we able to place exactly what was in the stew? Was it pork? In terms of in terms of what the meat tasted <laughs> yes. like, salty, just salty, salty. Uh, yeah, it has a very, um, I will say, a light and delicate profile on the palate. Not where it's overly harsh, like you could discern uh, as though it was beef because it didn't have that texture. So you're unsure. You most mm. commonly would associate it with some kind of like gamey fowl creature. So you're not sure. Were we told it was pork? You were told it was pork. You were told it was pork. You're told it was pork. Okay, where's your uh, where's your owl? <laughs> In my hood. But you're associating it, yes, with some kind of like, you know, a little bit more gamey mm-hmm. flavor. I haven't seen any aricocris flying around. No, you haven't. I don't know. Uh, Don, so for the two of them, uh, Retora is standing inside of the cafeteria with her back against the wall. Okay. Uh, Yalumlo is sitting with the stew in front of him. Nesgrim is one table over, just kind of like, <laughs> yep. weirdly bulldog style, like Ruben-esque staring. That's like, right. Arr. Exactly like Ruben. <laughs> yep. Staring over at your new friend as he's sitting here with the stew in front of him. What would you like to be doing in the cafeteria? Uh, I would like to go sit across from okay. Yalumlo. Okay. Yeah. Yalumlo. Yalumlo. Like your loom is love, you loom yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the that was the you know what we're going for. Sure, totally. Yep, <laughs> that's what it is. Mystery Nailed one song. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a low loom. <laughs> yeah, so you have a seat across from this man. Uh, how long have you been in No Swamp? Uh, about five years. It is a long time. Yes. What's brought Especially you... for here. Yes, what's brought you to the city? I would rather not talk about that right now. It is understandable. You must be chilled to the bone. Sure, yes. Yes, it is quite cold. Yes. I am used to it. I have been here for almost ten years. That is a long time. Yes, it is very long. For here especially? Yes, you could say that. Time, time does go quickly for me. Why is that? When you have something that you must do, uh, a job, time tends to go faster than if you do nothing. I suppose that is true enough. You see the steam from Mm. the stew just kind of like wafting around his face. Mm. 
Uh, what do I see? Anything in particular aside from the previous description or... See a pale-skinned man. Uh, what color are your eyes again? Uh, they're like a steel gray. Steel like gray. almost blue. Mm-hmm. And you see, the again, the scar as he previously mm-hmm. designated left eye. Yeah, it's Correct. above the left eye and left then eye. down onto the cheek. Correct. Yeah. You see like a little bit of a discoloration around it. Okay. Uh, were you injured during your lugging? Yes, like I said, there was an accident. From what I, <laughs> from what I know about things, accidents are never accidents. Well, no, not that it's not an accident. Does this look like a recent wound? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The eye one. Okay, so it looks like a recent one then. Yeah. Okay. You, can, you can't discern a definitive like timeline of it. But it is not sure. You know, this is not like an old scar that has healed. Got over it. The yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to get at. It where it's if, faded, like it looks pretty fresh. Okay. Yep. That's what I'm trying to get at, just to mm-hmm. ensure that. Yeah, that's what I mean when I say like the discoloration is though akin okay. to like bruising. Like a bru- Okay. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, it is dangerous work being out there. Quit. Did you encounter anything in the forest? What's caused this accident or do you know it was just a, a logging accident working with trees and the weather these things happen uh have there been many accidents prior uh of expeditions uh, yeah yes. i mean for you you're aware that um the, the primary crews or guilds that go out into the wilderness are the loggers crew the hunters crew and the fishermen's okay Accidents are pretty common, especially okay, so amongst is... um, loggers and hunters. Okay, so fishermen is, is primarily yes. Fishermen is mostly whenever there are fractures in the ice. Sure, got and, it. You know, sadly somebody drowns, but okay. When so it this comes is pretty to log, yeah. of course, then. Yep. Okay. Cool. I am sorry to hear that there was an accident that is unfortunately quite common in your line of work. Yes, it is. What it is. What do you plan to do when you leave? When I leave... Here. Here, like... The orphanage. The orphanage. Yes, I assume you are not staying permanently as a resident. No, I am not a child. I know, I understand. <laughs> Clearly. You do not look does like he, a child. Does he look like a child? No. Okay. He Thank looks you. like a early, early to mid-twenties, you know, human. So a child. I mean, to you, yeah, <laughs> effectively, absolutely, like, to, I mean, to... I'm, I'm very old. Yeah. I mean, it's even to nice. someone like Nesgrim, because of your age, you know, not like, again, a childish, but a little bit more youthful. Still got some energy about him. Sure, he's a spry young man. Very cold, hmm. spry Very cold, man. spry man. Indeed. Mm-hmm. I'm a spry man. <laughs> <laughs> When the storm settles, I will head back to my place of residence in the city and uh, figure out uh, who else uh, made it back from the accident. I was unfortunately uh, left behind. They could not get to me. How did you get back? I walked. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it is a long way to walk alone in the cold. Yes, well, you do what you must to survive. That is true. I will leave you to your stew. Very well. And uh, I, I'm going to to uh, sit and kind of glance about the room and not eat just yet. Shifting. Yep. And not shifting, <laughs> per se. Yeah, I mean, you, you can yeah. still see that it's, the attention of these three people sure. is very obviously dedicated to you. Yes, an appropriate amount of shifting. Sure. So, I mean, you're kind of like, you know, yeah. obviously... Not excessive shifting. Yeah. Yes, no, no. Traditional, like, anxiety. Yeah. Like, if you walked into a room mm-hmm. and three people you didn't know sat just stared at you, at you. Yeah. while yeah. you were eating... Yeah. After threatening you, yes. that <laughs> amount of correct. Like, to be fair, you did walk into an orphanage and I got attacked by four people. I didn't have Doesn't. my weapon out when I came oh, through the fair. door, and he doesn't <laughs> know that it was attacked. That's no. also true. Well, he would have seen the shattered window walking in, wouldn't he? Depend on what direction it you walked in. It's awfully snowy out there, and, yeah. very, and the, <laughs> the visibility is incredibly limited. That's why I said the only thing you could see was, was the frame of this yeah. man as you opened Damn. the door. Everything behind was obscured with uh, overcast colors and. You know, the heavy, dense snow falling around. Right. So, yeah, about 10 to 15 minutes go by. You can see that as uh, the stew is sitting in front of uh, Yalumlo, that it begins to, the, the steam begins to fade, and the stew begins to settle, and that kind of, like, congealed height of, like, the fat begins to settle on the top. Ugh. And I will uh, kind of give it a stir and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and begin to eat. Okay, yeah. And you watch as he just kind of stirs and breaks the fat up once more and incorporates it once yep. again. And then he gets to slowly with his spoon, eat his stew satisfying. With my hands. That's it! That's what we've been looking for! Get him! <laughs> there are so many points where I wish I had pressed the digitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna sit across from uh, from Nesgrim. Okay, so you have, you stand up for a moment as you watch. He begins to eat, and you've said your farewells. Yeah, because I yeah I left yeah. him. And you uh, return a uh, table over <coughs> yeah. to Nesgrim, who's still just yeah. I'm just no longer facing sure. Yeah, Lumlo. Okay. Am I far from them or within like I mean distance while still? You're only about ten feet back from them, so if you would like to join them and have a seat, you absolutely may. But if you would like to still sit here. Depends on the level of volume at which these two decide to have their conversation. Obviously, Yalumlo is only about ten feet away as well. Hello, Ethereum. After talking with our friend over there, he does not strike me as someone that wishes to bring ill to the orphanage. Good, good. Now I'm going to put my sword away. Okay. I'm going to go, so, um... Can I, while they're doing, having this conversation, uh, ritual tech... Ritual cast detect magic. Sure. So you're standing over here, and you can see, you know, out of the corner of your eyes, like Ritora begins to make motions with her hands, and you can see that she is casting some kind of magic. Okay. So you guys have about ten minutes worth of conversation time. Are you simply eating your stew alone? Yeah, eating. Taking note gonna... of the fact that a sword has been put away. Yeah. I'm not going to, like, glare at him while <laughs> Sure. That okay. <laughs> was my chance! <laughs> I may actually just sit at the table and, and do that, so I'm not, like, looking super... Suspicious? suspicious. Like, do sure. a rain dance at the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, you guys have several minutes to talk as she okay. is concentrating here, casting her magical spell. Cool. From what I can tell, he appears to be... A logger that was simply caught in the storm on the way back 
after the accident. The injury on his face would lend to that being true. Yeah, and he did bring timber as well. Um, yes, it is not an easy thing to get for someone that is not already around it, so... And it was safer than us heading out today, so... That is true, yes. Do you, uh... Do you know where he plans to go after he's done here? He indicated that he will go home. Uh, I do not know where that is, but in the city somewhere to find out how many of the people that were with him made it back. He was left alone in the cold. He was left behind and had to walk back. Do you think we should offer to uh, escort him there? Make sure he gets there safely. I'm sure when he left, he had a group, and there's safety in numbers. I'm not certain that he will trust us, but if you would like to offer, you are uh, quite a bit more sizable than I. I am not sure that I would make a wonderful guard. Us, or, the, all of us together are on well, Yes, of course, but coming from me, I am not exactly a fighter. Ah, yes, yes. I see what you mean. I'm very intimidating. <laughs> <coughs> I, uh, maybe we should include him in some of our work today. Get to know him better. I would say that is good. I am sure he would not say no to coin. Huh? I, <laughs> I know very few people that would turn down the chance to make money to secure themselves. Yeah, and I'm sure he lost something out in the woods. Uh, we all lost something out in the woods. I lost my shovel. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> oh, darn. I grabbed my shovel. Pa, I lost the shovel. I lost my shovel. I found dirt. Hi, I'm Jack Begley from Curse of Oak Island. Um, no. Uh, well, uh, let's go include him in our work. Let's go see if he wants to join us. I would let him finish his soup first. I have already interrupted him once. He should eat faster. Well, a, a man deserves peace. It's fair. It seems to you guys like this man just had a, a rough day. Yep. Yeah. Like a rough, a really rough day. All right, we'll leave him alone for a while. Mm -hmm. And then, uh... Especially the date at which you received... Yep. The Daily yeah. Oshwamp. Yep. Oh, Rough damn. walk, and you also, again, are familiar from the areas of the Fellwood. That's far. And the, yes, treacherous trek that it must be back. Yep. I can't remember what the last Daily Oshwamp said. <laughs> Thankfully, I have the Daily Oshwamp here. <laughs> Firewood retrieval catastrophic expedition into Fellwood fails. Several dead wood supply scarce. Mm. And that was the first of Elseth. Which is today. Which is today. Today. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that means that it happened yesterday. yesterday. Or prior. Yeah. Mm. So. It's like John knew the whole time. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> as he does. <laughs> See the future. So, as your conversation is still, you know, going onwards, uh, Ritora, you conclude your casting of Detect Magic. <gasps> it, it's much smaller. Yes. So 10 feet mm -hmm. around you. So right to the edge of the table where Yalumlo sits. You sense nothing in terms of magical auras from either Nesgrim or Aether mm -hmm. or the table. Or the, the table? Like the. F so I'm still too far away from. Mm -hmm. 
10 feet. Like the physical um, table? Yeah. Okay. Could be magic emanating out from a source. The table's on my neck. I'll get up and walk <laughs> over to my companions. Okay. So you go over, and if you sit on the side closest to Yalumlo, mm-hmm. you would be able to have him within the 10-foot radius of your detect magic. I would like to do that. Okay. So you sit. As you do so, your back would be to him, so you would have to... Is it like a bench? Like, can I, like, sit on the bench and then do the thing where I, like, turn around? Yeah, you turn around, yes. So you sit with your back to the table of your friends at first, facing Yalumlo, and you watch as he's just finishing the last sections of the soup. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that there is no magic emanating out from this stew or from your companion here. Hmm. Well, uh, you turn towards your two friends at this table. Is he done eating? Seems like he's finished. Paper for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, let's. Do you want to go grab him and get started on working? We have a lot to do today to repair from last night. Still a giant gaping hole in the front of the building. Is is that something we're capable of repairing while here? I don't know how we will repair that. It is quite a large window and. Some, Unfortunately, I, I have no... Some bed sheets and rope, maybe? <laughs> and something to put over so snow will stop coming in. I don't know if they will have extra of those, especially with how cold it is. Mm. And if they are running out of firewood, they will need all of the sheets that they have to stay warm. That's true. No. While they're discussing this, mm-hmm. I finish eating. Mm-hmm. And I get up and walk my bowl back to where it was given to me. Yes. So you go back inside of the kitchen portion of the cafeteria. Sister Alicia, as you can see, is just in like a large, um, almost like pewter-looking pot filled with warm water, cleaning these bowls out and placing them on the table next to her. So you place your bowl amidst all of the other dirty ones, and she just, Thank you, sir. Thank you again. Thank you very much. Was it good? It was. Thank you. Of course. Have a wonderful day, sir. If you do need a meal later tonight, please just let me know. Thank you. Thank you. She returns to washing the dishes. Do none of the sisters seem at all suspicious of this this person? I think they're just happy to get wood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They also right. weren't that suspicious <clears throat> of us, to be fair. Yeah. Just right. kind people who they're very trusting. were very gracious to have assistance on the first of Elsith. With you three, with defense, and now with our new friend, with Wood. Firewood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> big, big wood. Uh-huh. Somebody's got to provide these yeah. people with wood. Yep. It's a lot and of it might as well be me. This, this, was, this is not the direction I thought this campaign was going you in. Lift yourself up by your belt. Well, well. <laughs> There's a man behind him with a goatee and long, greasy hair holding a camera. Yeah. Settle in. <laughs> yeah, so you walk out, back out into the cafeteria after returning your bowl, and you see the three people still sitting here, obviously discussing something. All right, well, uh, looks like he's done. Let's go grab him and speak to one of the sisters and see what we can do. Hey. <laughs> yes. Get over here. Uh, I'll get up and just kind of, like, wave. Flag him down. Yes. Yeah. You see Ether To indicate in. that we're not just, like, approaching him aggressively. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're not getting ready to mug me <laughs> yeah. as yeah. a unit. You <laughs> also, the three of you did not introduce yourselves, did you? No. I uh, think no. you... Yeah, I was going to say I you were the only one I could have maybe seen having done it. But, yeah, the three of you are yet to give this man your name. <laughs> So, as we walk over, then, yeah, I'll go. All right, well, now that I know I can trust you. Hello, I'm Nesgrim. Nesgrim, yes. 
Yarumlo. Yarumlo, yes. Ritora. Ritora. My name is Ethier. Ethier. Very good. And uh, we're just about to go ask the sisters if there's anything they need done. Um, would you like to join us? See if maybe you can lend your hand. Sure, you're not going to pull the sword on me later. I'll try my best not to. Okay, well then, I suppose I can join you. There should be no reason for that. Right? I would not think so. But I did not think there was a reason Sarah's for Sarah's face Wait. Huh. <laughs> that does sound scary. <laughs> Alright, so then uh, which sister do you guys want to go speak to? Uh, I would say Sister Lauren would be the one to talk to. She seems to be second in command from what I can tell. Okay, let's go find Sister Lauren then. Okay. So, as I had indicated before, that you heard her voice coming, ferrying the children uh, into the common area. So you exit the kitchen, you return once more to the central area of the lower floor, and you open the two doors that lead inside to the common area. Again, you can see about 30 of the children are in here. Uh, They are currently, all of them, up to different activities. Some of them look like they're actually beginning to assist a woman in cleaning. You do not see Sister Lauren in here. You see a different woman. Uh, You can see that she looks uh, quite young as well. Uh, She's got shoulder-length, wavy bronze hair, uh, brown eyes, beige skin, and you can see that she is again wearing the formal white robes with the blue trim around the edges and around the collar. And you can see that she also has the black sash tying everything together, black pants, black boots, and she is like skipping around with a pair of the children as they are picking up toys and taking them back to the toy chest, as though one of the children might have thrown around many of the toys in a a fit. (laughs) Sounds accurate. Mm Mm-hmm. Grimdar? Or, uh... Little baby Nina. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't... I was part you of you do see little orphan Nina like sitting in the corner, just staring at the corner, <laughs> like her knees <laughs> up, her arms on the top of her knees, and she's just like, "It wasn't my fault." Is there like a circle drawn in the corner of like this is where you sit when you're Correct. in trouble? <laughs> yes, you can see that indented in like the wood pattern around it. There's like a carved in little half circle that leads into the corner of the wall, and she's just sitting there. She's in timeout. Yep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, is a sister human? Yes. Why do you have to say that? <laughs> because it's what he does. Yeah, she looks. She looks like a human. Okay, apparently human. Yeah, human features. Allegedly human. Allegedly human. <laughs> Hello, fellow human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looks. You know, humanish. Again, her her hood is up, so you can't see her ears. You can only see like her hair as it waves down in front of her. Okay. Um, and you can see that, like I said before, she is skipping around with two other little girls and they are picking up all of these toys and taking them back to the toy chest. So from now on I'll ask, does she appear to be human? Yeah. Okay. Very good. Or what race does she appear to be? Yeah. So now I can say totally looks human. Yeah. Definitely. Well, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll perch her and say, um, hello. Oh, well, um, good morning. Good, good morning. afternoon, actually. Oh, yes. Well, it's good morning for me. I just I just awoke. Was she one of the... Did I see her sleeping? In the... You saw her as one of the sleeping women. Oh, God, I woke her up. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh-huh. I will make you pay. <laughs> oh, um... Hello. I'm looking for Sister Lauren. Is she sleeping right now? Yes, Sister Lauren has completed her shift for the day, so it's her turn to rest. 
This alarm works the night shift, then? Well, not always the night shift. Uh, we do rotate. This way it stays more fair. No one is stuck doing the more arduous tasks during the day and give to the, the, the ease of the night time. But, you know, the night does bring with it its own sense of difficulties. Yes, yes. Um, have you spoke to Sister Madeline today? Oh, when I awoke, she was already asleep in the sister's quarters. Sister Desiel said that she'd received a terrible blow to the head. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I've been told that there was a break-in. Yes. Um, Thank you all. I'm assuming that you were the ones who helped. She looks around at the rest of you standing here. I'm standing a little ways back from them, uh, and I say, We didn't get your name. Oh, oh, they call me uh, Sister Honey. Sister Honey, cute. Mm -hmm. She's she's adorable. (laughs) It is a pleasure to meet you. My name is Yalum Lo. Oh, what a beautiful name, Yalum Lo. Thank you. I love that. Good to yes. meet you, sir. Yes, it's good to meet you as well. Um, is, you know, we, uh, the orphanage was attacked last night. This um, morning? <laughs> yeah, this morning, yes. yes. That's what I meant. We, we did sleep, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the short Briefly. rest, yes. Um, do you know of anything we could do today to maybe help repair? Uh, the window may be outside of our abilities, but. Uh, yes, sadly, the chapel window was extraordinarily large. I don't think that would be in your means. Especially since I don't imagine any of you to be uh, of artisanal enough quality to replace a stained glass window in such short time. Not with glass. No judgment, but... <laughs> Not with glass. Artisans so. are f- very seldomly found inside, especially the slums. And uh, you do not look like any of you are from the, uh, the Aetherost. I am a bit of an artisan, but I will admit stained glass is not exactly in my wheelhouse. You are an artisan, sir. Of sorts. Gesture towards your, all your bone jewelry. Yeah, and I just kind of like hold my bone pipe out. Uh, of, of sorts, yes, you could say that. Intricately done. But not a window, no. Yes, I would not ask for a window made of that material. <laughs> wouldn't be very fitting for a chapel. There wouldn't be enough either. That's mm. horrifying, sir. <laughs> it's better that way, isn't it? True. I suppose, true. Harrowing idea. (laughs) But, yes, true. Uh, In in terms of things that you could assist with, um, well, I'm honestly not quite sure uh, if there was, um, maybe if there was any other... uh, Firewood that you could perhaps purchase for us? Uh, the pawn man has wood? I. Do you think it is safe to journey out today? We were told by Sister Lauren not to leave. Oh, yes, it is quite dangerous on the first of Elsith, but uh, I think it is late enough into the day that they should be uh, occupying the gallows. <laughs> well, our friend here did bring wood with him as well. Did he? He did, yes. Uh, a um, little. What a I gift. could carry. Oh, thank you, my lord, thank you. No. So kind of you. Quite welcome. Um, Will that be enough to carry through? Should we still go see the pawn man for more? Or Well, it's not, um, I suppose, a desperate feat then. Um, it is entirely up to you all. Uh, it would be uh, obviously helpful for us to have ample supply of wood, but if things do become dire, we have 
uh, things that we could use in supplement. Yeah, yeah. The children. <laughs> 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 Wasn't what I was thinking. <laughs> Does Sister Honey say that under no, her breath? No, <laughs> That's just that's just one of those moments where I can't not. Of you course. couldn't help scare. It. it was right there. Yeah, yeah. it's too delicious. If you think it is safe for us to venture out at this point in the day, then I suppose, if given I, funds, we could go purchase some wood. Yes. Yes, I think as a a group, you all would be, you know, undisturbed. Usually in in the slums, they pick on the. The weak and lonely. They are the easiest targets. Outside of the brawl we witnessed this morning, I assume. I, yes. Okay, well, uh, let's go see the pawn man then, I suppose. Yes, I, I do worry for Felix being out on his own. Perhaps we'll How did find he get his out? body in the snow. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what body? He, it was in the snow. He'll just be frozen <laughs> stiff from all the... <laughs> All the moisture. <laughs> he did take those two grappling hooks, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, he got both of them. And the leather armor from the other band. Oh. And the note. <laughs> he why took everything. He's gone. Classic he's gone. Paul. Yep. Why did he's he gone. everything? We knew Luke he was thief. leaving. Yep. Classic Paul. He's never coming back. Because oh. he wanted it. You should have metagamed. <laughs> Just that once. <laughs> Paul, you can't have it. You're leaving. Um. All right. Do we know how he got out of the building, though? I I do not know. Uh, I I awoke and he perhaps, was gone. Perhaps we should check the doors and windows before we leave and make sure everything is tightly secured. Yes, do. I I do not believe Felix would have left while leaving the orphanage unsecured. He fought for his life to save it. I, I he may have left well, in a hurry. Who? Perhaps all but of the all of the doors are currently locked. Perhaps someone let him out, Sister Lauren, perhaps, but we cannot ask her until she awakens. Yeah. Um, maybe he climbed out this broken window you speak of? He would not have been able to get into the chapel. It is bolted shut. How long have you been awake? Oh, um, about two hours now. Uh, Did you see... Someone broke something in the room and it stirred me awake. Couldn't see who it was as they left. Sister Desiel said it was quite an annoying girl. I assumed it was one of the children breaking in. Yep, it's definitely Nina. Usually would be. She just kind of points towards the corner. It wasn't even me! Is that what she's currently being punished for right now? Oh, it wasn't It, it was not her. Are you saying oh, that? Yes. I'm sorry? Uh, I, I do apologize. It was... I, I broke the cup in the room. You broke the teacup? Yes. I, I uh, knocked it over by accident. In a hurry, trying to leave. We came in Roll to... for deception. Uh... <sighs> Nobody puts Nina in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm only a nine. Uh, 17. 17, yeah. okay. So she believes that as mm-hmm. far as you describe it, it is accidental. It was accidental. Okay. Um, well, uh, yes, I suppose I, uh, accidents do happen. I do apologize for disturbing your sleep. That was... Very un- very unfortunate. Yes, I un- I understand, though, my dear. Uh, we were uh, simply... We were only in there to check in on... On Sister Madeline to make sure she was... Being taken <laughs> care of. Yes. Yes. She is. Good. Good. Quite well. An interesting choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> Are, that's her... Yeah. 
Yeah. She's being taken care of. Sister Dessiel is superb. You see like a like a really like sad look. <laughs> Just She'll be better soon. I I hope so. Better place. <laughs> Is that John or That's me. <laughs> it usually is. It's it's horrifying. I mean, I do it too with set and door. Yeah, no, it's a you fucking blast. To. Yeah, but you, you work it into to. the characters after that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love you. <laughs> the worst is still to see a bearskin rug. Barely, no. <laughs> oh, I didn't say it. Yes, you did. <clears throat> all right, well, uh, I do apologize about the cup. It's all right. Um, one of the sisters should be able to mend it. Very, very good. Uh, I'm gonna walk over to uh, Nina. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. Do you still have your bear? My, yeah. I will make his eyes glow again. And she just like pulls it up from underneath oh, her no. knees, like she just like opens uh-huh. her knees slightly and elevates the bear. And you can see that again, still the one eye yep. is springing out as it's attached to the last fragment of the string. Uh, I'll, I'll touch both eyes and make them glow again. Oh, very good. I feel so much better. I am glad. Did what is your name? My name is Ethir. Thank you. You are welcome. And she just pulls the bear down back in front of her face. You can see that she leans very close to the eyes, and you hear her whisper something. Uh, do I hear it? Roll for perception. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is a 20 with bonus. You hear her say the words, eat him. Oh, good. Oh, great. Eat him. Uh, if I might ask, who are you trying to get the bear to eat? What? Oh, um... I have I... very good ears, and I just tap my yes. very long elvish ears. <laughs> I guess you do. Uh, I have... Uh, other stuffed animals, and it's a game I play. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> insight check that. 17. <laughs> no! <laughs> Damn it! I mean, you can tell that she has other stuffed animals, uh-huh. and that it is a game that she plays, uh-huh. and you don't know whether or not those two facets she's are definitively f- connected. Mm-hmm. She's gonna stuff Grimdar, and he's gonna be a stuffed animal. <laughs> the puppets. Uh-huh. I do love playing with uh, my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Messing uh, with. <laughs> what other animals do you have? Oh, be- besides my bear? Yes. I have um, a-, a small cat. I have um, a small giraffe. A turtle. <laughs> a bear. And a large dog. And then a dwarf. Nice. Well, he's not stuffed. <laughs> Stuffed in the head, yes. You could say that. He's very easy to uh, play with. Yes, I understand. He seems very kind. Okay. (laughs) All right. Enjoy your bear. Eat him. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Not gonna back off. Uh huh. (laughs) Still talking to sister, sister honey. Honey. Mm Hmm. Um. Did you by any chance? Uh, see our other companion leave earlier. 
with the the strange skin. Yes. Yes. Someone. I, sh- I shut the door for him. Okay. Did yes, he said he had to. He had to go look for someone, someone to what? help him. Did he say who or for what? N- no, he just he was looking at a small piece of paper inside of a book. I could not really get a good read of it, but he, he, as I opened the door and the wind became a little bit more uh, vigorous and violent, he shut the book and put it into his, his bag and I fixed his cloak a little bit more tightly and hurried off into the snow. All right, well, uh... I hope he doesn't freeze out there. Sounds like Felix may have gone in search of someone who speaks in... Did he tell us what language that was? I'll say yes. Okay. okay. Who speaks infernal to translate his note. <clears throat> Seems like it. Perhaps I hope that he is okay. Did you say infernal? No. <laughs> <laughs> Roll for deception. <laughs> you do that a lot. Oh, I got 20. <laughs> oh, I got <nat> three. <laughs> <laughs> There's no modifier high, to, high enough for that. Where no. did you... Read Infernal. Um, I I did not. Um, it's it, a cursed language. Yes, yes. It uh, is vile. cursed. <laughs> vile. Yes. Ugly. Yeah. It, yes. Quite. It is quite strange. Yes. A language is considered vile and ugly. Yes. What? What, what is that? Yes. What do you know of Infernal? Well, not too much. Only that it is used by uh, certain groups as a means of communication. Certain groups as in... I don't know very much about them. The Jackal? Do you know the names? No, I'm sorry, I don't. It is, again, rumors amongst people in the city, but uh, we don't know whether or not they're a cult or whether or not they are simply... uh, bandits that use it as a means of hiding their communication. It is a very seldom spoken language. Seems uh, aptly fitting for a band of criminals. Um, we may have misheard him. He may have been referring to a uh, internal communication. <laughs> I would hope so. Roll for deception. <laughs> I'd at three. <laughs> okay, well that's an 11. So <laughs> plus four, 15. Yes, that would be you are, you are banned. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. He's that, cursed. He's that would cursed. be. All right, we're down down a third player now. So. That, yeah. Sorry, friends. Uh, do not hope it is infernal, no. especially if it was. Where would you have gotten it? Yeah, it must have been an internal communication, <laughs> um, perhaps from his employer. Whose employer? The person who read it. Oh, Felix. Sure. What? Oh. Uh, while this is happening, I'm going to lean over to uh, to Yalunlo. Uh, you do not happen to speak Infernal, do you? No, I do not. I no. thought not. It is quite a strange language. Apparently I... That would be convenient. Yes. <laughs> would be convenient. It would be terribly convenient. Actually, really it inconvenient be... for Felix. All right. Yes, it would. <laughs> 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 no <laughs> I have copied the symbols. <clears throat> oh, you did? Yes. Good. Well, um, in the event we find anyone who speaks you Infernal. You copied the symbols? Uh, yes. Could I see them? Do you read Infernal? No, but I could tell you if it if it is. Oh, yeah, and I'll hold them up. Yes, I've seen those. Where? 
um, carved in stone. Where? In the north slums. One of the burnt homes. May amidst I? the rubble and timber. May I see it? Nick. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking to her. It is very interesting. Yes, it is quite a strange language. Well, it seems as though it's used by um, undesirable people. Maybe we should keep our interest in it a little hidden. I would agree. It could be dangerous if there are people that are using it for unsavory communications. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, uh, let's go see the pawn man about some wood. Thank you. Everyone is so confused. They're like, Lawrence looks so different. Holy Can you hand shit. us the Lawrence, please? Yeah. Like, that's like, Lawrence. Wait, oh, my wait. God. I don't the like that. The top half of his face isn't covered in paint all yeah. the time. <laughs> the poker face, too. Like, I was looking for anything. Mm-hmm. Stonewall. You won't get it. Mm-hmm. No, you won't get Amidst it. Amidst one of the, the burnt homes, I saw letters carved into it. In the... In the stone of the framework. Could you tell how long it had been since the fire when you noticed it? Oh, well, the fires were several years ago as a result of the riot. Riot? Yes. (laughs) There was a a riot and many, many people were hanged. And that's when you first noticed these symbols. Several homes were burned as the guards were searching for the conspirators. And in the rubble... As we were, the sisters and I had volunteered to look for survivors or children that were abandoned as the people were, were the homes, taken to the gallows. Were the homes burnt by the guards or by the rioters? By the guards? The conspirators attempted to hold themselves up inside and instead of breaking the doors, they chose to set fire. How many years ago was this? Twelve. Twelve years ago? Oh, wow. Wow. Was that the last riot that happened in Slums North? There's not been a riot since, no. Those were... What followed the riot? What was the reaction of... The people in Slums North? The reaction of uh, the leaders, the cathedral. Oh. Um... Well, surely they wouldn't risk a part of the city being burned by rioters. Well, yes, that was why um, the remains were displayed. Remains of? The conspirators. Oh. At the gallows. Are they still on display? No. Twelve years ago. (laughs) It's been too long. The bodies have since rotted and now sit in the, the graves at the site of justice. It was built for the occasion. Sight of justice was so okay. Sight of justice. All right. Mm-hmm. And I assume that's S I T E. Correct. Okay. Or no, S I G H T. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. Yes. As though you see justice from this area. That was, I don't know if that was an intentional pun or not, but it's a solid one. 
Oh, it's it's more an indication of what you see when you stand at the location of the site of justice. Is it horrifying? Yes. <laughs> Should we visit? We are going to visit the site of justice. Okay. I'm not saying that out loud. Okay. That's just... Do you guys know what the site of justice is? <laughs> no. Do you want to ask what the site of oh, justice yes, is? Because I don't want you guys to just be like, let's go to the place we don't Well, not know. right now. I'm sure no. what it is. Correct. I have an assumption as to what it is. Yes, what is you, the yes, you might do. site of justice? <clears throat> The, the ceremonial graveyard adjacent to the gallows. The people who are to be hanged must stand amongst the dead first before they are walked up the black stone to the noose. Oh, I actually already knew what it was. Yep. <laughs> I thought so. Yes. Well, um... There are large graves where the conspirators were buried in mass and a mausoleum for the the leaders. Okay, um, well, the mausoleum is yes. large in, Quite. in terms of mausoleums, even. Quite. Big enough for... 10, 20 people? I would say 20 or more. I've not been inside the mausoleum. I, I only witnessed its construction. Have you, uh... Do people often visit the site of justice, or is it... No, it's a horrible place. <laughs> Great. Okay. It is not a place that one goes for fun. Well, As we... is the case with many things in Oshwamp. Now we know if we see someone walking from the site of justice... It may be a person to speak to. It sounds like people don't come from the, the Which side is of why justice. if they are, they're significant. And if we do see someone walking from the site of justice, we would only have a short time to speak with them mm-hmm. before only I can speak with them. Ah, yes. So, mm, okay, so you can't... <laughs> yeah. You do. don't leave. Correct. That's not a place you visit. No. That's correct. <laughs> Understood. No. Okay, so for the three of you, though, uh, you should recall another aspect of that that had been previously not mentioned to you. A tourist site. No. The mausoleum in particular. Yep. Do you recall? Uh. Let me flip through. Think of payment. Mmm. <laughs> okay. All right. So where I was, you oh. were told that from the note to meet, meet at, at the mausoleum right. at midnight. Right. Okay. So Correct. now I do not want again you guys to yeah. forget facets of information yeah. right. told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul has. You you have the note, right? The payment one. I don't remember right. whether or not you gave the one that um, discussed payment to Paul. Oh, right. Okay. And that was they were meeting last night or tonight. It is tonight at midnight. So again, I will reiterate. I to, wrote it down. Did you? Okay. Yeah, yes. I have the whole thing copied. Correct. So it was the 100 gold per signature, 500 gold for the entrance. Right. And then, um, uh, give my name to anyone, and I will bleed your family dry. Meet me at the mausoleum, mausoleum. at midnight. Well, uh, perhaps tonight at midnight we. <laughs> I think that's a bad idea. Given by the reaction of God, I agree. That's a terrible... I'll say nothing. <laughs> um, 
out of out of character. If they don't see us, Sarah to 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 DJ. We're level two. (laughs) 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 We got to do the critical war chant. Level two. Level two. We'll be fine. I would not advise, as I advised before, that we go to the mausoleum. I I don't mean to. Oh, that's what you're suggesting. Oh yes, would agree with (laughs) Ethia. That does not seem. Not to confront whoever is there. That does not matter. For this amount of gold, we would surely be killed on sight. If you're not going there to confront someone, then why go at all? Uh, It's possible the person who came to the orphanage was not alone. There may have been others who were sent out with similar tasks who would meet this man. And you were scared of me while I had my hands full. (laughs) That's a good point. That's that's true. Your hands were full. (laughs) You could have. You could have had a knife in the log. <laughs> you could have used the log as a weapon. Yeah, you could have dropped it at any point. And had like six daggers. Just. I suppose that's true. <laughs> I do apologize for our reaction, but mm-hmm. we had it's... the orphanage had we were just been attacked. Quite alright. We were on edge. I was only standing in a storm. It's you never know. <laughs> we watched like many... a man get strangled in the storm. All the more reason to leave me out there longer. (laughs) 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 I'm just gonna look down. Shit. Oh, I feel really bad. (laughs) Shit. They get reputation gains and losses from me, right? (laughs) Oh yeah, so I'm at like negative 500 just starting off. Hi, welcome to an orphanage. This is my sword. (laughs) This is my sword. I'm not gonna put it away while you eat. (laughs) I don't know what you're gonna do with that spoon. I know I left you in the storm, but I watched somebody get killed out there. (laughs) So I wanted you to be out there. Only the strong survive. Mm We not only watch someone get killed, we watch someone kill someone. We could not see who that was. It could have been you. No Do hard feelings. I look like I kill people? I don't know what people who kill people look like. Do I believe her? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you did just fight several bandits that looked like they kill people. So that would be the only that would be the only frame of reference I would give you. Does he look like those bandits? They were human. He's human. That's about it. He, again, though, looks more worse for wear. Uh, The other ones looked, you know, again, frail, uh, lean, but they were (coughs) not not as pale as this man. All I know is you carry a sword. And you knocked on an orphanage <coughs> that had just been attacked. I carry a blade. That does not that. make me I a killer. This. I did not say it does. Nor does carrying a sword make Yalumno a killer. But I, we met in I much kinder you. conditions. That I'm not saying true. I don't trust you, but... Slums North is a very dangerous place. Exactly. It would not be smart to be up here without some sort of protection. I understand that as well. <laughs> I'm not accusing you. Only justifying our reactions to your arrival. Fair enough. Would you like me to gather gold for you to purchase firewood? Yes, please. Yes, thank you. Of I grab my my token, mm-hmm. my pass. Okay. Which is, just, I, haven't, I haven't thought about it in a second. I know. Had to make sure Brandon didn't steal it from me. Nope, you're okay. 
Okay. So, uh, Sister Honey, um, just please watch the children for a few moments. I have to go retrieve the money. Of course, thank you. She leaves the common area. You all watch as some of the children are sitting, reading together. A few of them are sitting around playing different games, like I said. After a couple of moments go by, Sister Honey returns with a very small pouch. And she, you know, jingles. You hear it jingle slightly as she's walking back to you. Um, there is four gold in here. It should be enough to buy at least, um, a dozen, uh, logs of timber. As long as the price is not too high, the pawn man is usually uh, good with dealing with the orphanage. He's aware of the necessity of what we do. Do you have perhaps a, a letter we can show him to? Of course, yes. And she just kind of like goes over to uh, one of the little little tables where there's a. A small candle on top of she opens the drawer and she pulls out like a small little scrap of paper Mm -hmm. and she just writes a very quick note to you know the address that you are visiting on behalf of the orphanage and signs her name at the bottom and gives it to you thank you oh of course um i'll put it in the pouch please be safe and try to hurry back don't don't linger in the snow it's cold we will not it is very cold and very unsafe it's contagious. Thank you. I'll cast a druidcraft check on the weather for the next 24 hours. Oh. <laughs> so you can see, uh, because again, it will go through in not hours, but like <clears throat> time frames. You can see that the, the dense snow continues for a short while, as though into the later portions of the evening. Mm-hmm. And then at around midnight, for what you would associate with the time frame, the snow begins to fade and becomes just a very light flurry. And then tomorrow, into the day, it becomes a little bit more clear to where the snow pauses briefly. And then towards the afternoon tomorrow, it returns to a slight flurry. Right. Well, it seems like we should trek out now, and then possibly try to stay the night here if we can before we head back in the morning. I'm sure they won't mind another night of protection. May have to take shifts and get some rest, but... I I doubt they'd be foolish enough to attack the orphanage twice. Perhaps. I don't doubt anything. The Retor and I could take shifts. We require less sleep than most. That sounds good, yeah. All right, well, uh, we're going to the pawn man. Okay, I think so. Let's go to the Pawn Man. Don, you're familiar with the Pawn Man, correct? Uh, yeah, it's written on my thing. map. Yeah, I don't thing? think I have information. Uh, I'm actually certain that I don't. I just know where he is. Correct. Uh, but I don't know anything about him, what he looks like, anything. Very good. Uh-huh. Very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, does pawn that count man. as a short rest? That we took one. You had already one. taken a short rest. I casted a spell since then. Uh, no, and you don't okay. get your spell slots back on short rest anyway. Oh, damn. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we step back to the front door. Sister Honey follows. We elevate the bar and pull the door open and small amounts of snow once more tumble in. And we step out into the the snow. Uh, on the way back to the door, walking behind the three of them, mm-hmm. um, uh, 
uh, pull out a satchel mm-hmm. and I empty the contents up into my glove and palm something. Okay. Uh, and then when we get to the door, I pull my scarf up in front of my face. Very good. We pull the bar, snow tumbles in, and we step out. It is a little over two feet of snow at this point, because it has been a few more hours in the densest portions of the blizzard of this day. You can see again in the distance that your vision is incredibly limited to only about 60 to 80 feet in front of you. So for the distance outwards of you, uh, you can see to the west the uh, stone frame of an enormous building, uh, which... Don, you should be familiar with, is the North Guard. Yep. We step out and down and south and begin to head through the treacherous, snowy areas of Slums North. Okay. As we're walking through, you can see no people outside at this point. You hear, amidst the roaring gales of the wind and the rushing of the snow, you hear what sounds like slight jeers echoing in the distance, as though uh, several voices are calling out in words that you can't distinguish, but you can hear uproarious applause. I assume from the... Direction of the gallows? Yep. Correct. Okay. So as we walk down south, uh, we walk out about 60 or so feet, and you are met with the area in which you can only see pointing out from the snow what looks like a plank of rotting wood as though left from a dilapidated building so you can see that the wood itself has rotted and started to turn Mm -hmm. and you can see that there are splintered fragments broken off from it and the peaks are matched with snow we walk further south and you begin to see several homes again staggered together like row home style where the, the building itself is dilapidated and there are portions where firs are with large iron spikes nailed into the open areas of the, the roof itself. And then we turn west. Mm-hmm. Back towards where we came in. Correct. So as we pass the gallows, you can see that there is a line from the black stone steps going out west, where you can see at least <coughs> 15 people, all with manacles, around their wrists their feet up to their knees are steady in snow and they are shivering and shaking and the majority of them look as though they have been stripped of most of their clothing itself as though they're already just dying from the elements now but still being led to the height of the gallows as you're walking by it you can see that there is a crowd of about 20 or so people standing maybe 15 to 20 feet back from the base of the steps where these people are being led And you can see that as you're walking by, these poor people of the North Slums are pointing at these criminals as they shout about various crimes that have been committed on this day. Accusations of robbery, of theft, of blackmail and intimidation. And you can see that two guards are standing at the bottom of the stone steps. And at the height, you see, oh no, none of you had seen him before, you see a man standing with five people with nooses around their neck, you can see that he is adorned with a very large billowing white cloak with white fur around the top. And you can see that he has long curly blonde hair from behind. And you watch, and he turns and once more addresses the crowd and extends his hand. 
Everyone pays in Oshwamp. There are those among us that believe crime is a fitting way to live. They are wrong. And he pulls the lever, and you watch as these five people with nooses tied around their necks descend, and you hear their last gasp as you continue to walk past the crowd that begins to clap and applaud for this man of justice, I'll call him. I'm going to just pull my cloak up a little bit higher. <laughs> yep. Yes. Keep my head Step down. Step a little closer to my mm-hmm. And as we're, we're wading our way slowly through the snow, you feel the bitterness of everything chill around you. The snow, again, still very dense, and the galing winds pressing up against your skin, biting you to the bone. You pass another burnt, broken home, where you see dilapidated pieces of, like, what would be an external wall forged of stone with a piece of cracked timber, meeting it at the corner. I'm going to look around that stone. You want to go up to the stone? And see if I can identify any markings that have been carved into it. Go right up to the stone and roll for investigation. All right. That's, yeah, a three. (laughs) (laughs) So as you approach, you can see that, you know, the the obvious portion of the timber, again, is rotting wood, Mm -hmm. where it looks as though it's splint and begun to bow out at the edges, and the few pieces of, you know, busted, cracked stone that are still at the height here, where it looks as though they are missing the edges and the corners, as though they have been broken off. You can see what looks like a jagged piece carved into it, extending out from an area that was now broken, as though something had been carved here, and something might have been removed, chiseled Mm. away, broken off from this stone. Um, stone here looks odd. Looks chiseled out almost. It appears to be broken with a man-made tool, yes. I would say that does not look natural. I wonder why that part was what they chose to remove. Getting rid of a message, perhaps? Perhaps, yeah. Alright, uh, should we continue? I would say so. Right. We continue west slightly more, pass another round of dilapidated row homes until we reach the southwest corner. You can see on the western wall the area in which you had previously come through for the gate that leads you back to Slums West. And we approach a small U-shaped building with pieces of what look like uh, dense clothing as though they're piled together. So you can see various, like, almost Technicolor dream clo- coat pieces of clothing just sewn and stitched together over this area in which the stone is broken, and you can see it billowing back and forth as the wind sweeps through it. And you can see that it has a small, broken, in a few sections, shingled roof, and those areas are patched once more with what looks like uh, pieces of broken, rotted wood extending over these patches. And you can see that there's two circular windows in the front door, or by the front door, like right on the edges of it. And you can see that they are both completely covered and sealed with shutters. And you see a small wooden door currently closed, and above it, a small sign nailed into the wooden framework above it that just says, The Pawn Man. All right, well, uh... I suppose we're here. Should I lead us in? Uh, I will step in front of him and just go in, because I've been here. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll follow behind. Yeah. Yep. So you step inside of this shop, which again is a small U-frame shop. You can see that inside there are uh, little hanging coats on what look like coat racks right at the side where they look, again, patchwork, stitched together in areas where the cloaks had previously been damaged and look as though into the actual leather of the, you know, um, the leather patchwork areas of it, you can see like the fine stitch work of a man who looks like he is quite competent. Um, as you step inside, you can see that there is a, a young man, quite tall, who is sat at a stool, and in front of him has currently a large leather boot, and it looks as though he is doing something around the sole of the boot, working with his hands. He does not address you as you enter. And is this the man that I would know would be? Correct. Yeah, he is quite thin, frail, matching, you know, the, the demeanor and appearance of the majority of people here in Slums North. Um, you can see that for where he is working, the boot is in his right hand, and as you approach him, you can see that his right arm is in a sling, right up against his, his body. So he is using that slung arm, that hand, to just place the boot as a holding position, mm. and he is working currently with his left hand. Uh, so, uh, I don't know how recently I would have been here. Would his arm have been in a sling the last time I was here? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna, uh, pull down my scarf. Uh, Clark, uh, hello. Oh, welcome back, my friend. How is the arm? It still stings and the cold makes it no better. Yes. Thank you for asking. Yes, uh, I've brought friends where here to purchase uh, firewood for the orphanage. Oh. We have a note. That is good. Quite good. I don't have... And as he's speaking, you can see his breath is emanating out Mm -hmm. from him because it's very chilly in here as well. Yeah, because there's a hole in the wall. Correct. (laughs) Um, I don't have much, but I will spare what I possibly can. Uh, I will not charge you an increased price. Since it is for the children. Thank you. Um, how much money did the sisters give you? Uh, uh, four gold. Four gold? Four gold. I'll pull out the pouch and um, open it and empty it into my hand and hand him the note. Thank you. As he outstretches his left hand, takes it from you and looks. All right, yes, uh, Sister Honey is a nice lady. Uh, I can, I could spare you a dozen pieces of timber for this four gold. Um, okay. Sorry, but it would be difficult for me to carry it. Oh, no, and he just kind of gestures with his hand as he pockets the money. Then he points over to a corner where you can see that there is a crate mm-hmm. of pieces of yep. timber outstretched from the height of it. We, uh, we would be happy to carry it. Yeah, thank you. Yes, um, I can carry it, yes. It would be uh, probably my last shipment of timber for a few days. You have enough for yourself? I do. Um, if not, I can... And he just gestures around the dilapidated pieces of clothing. Yeah. I could spare with a few of these rags to get through a cold night. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. I hope so. I hope that your next expedition fares you better, friend. Yes, the the last was not so well. Uh, yes, I'm sorry to hear a few of your friends did not return. 
But Sorry. it is good to see you. I'm lucky to be alive. Indeed. Indeed. Um, I assume I can have a crate to carry the firewood in to make it easier. Um, we can carry it, I think. I would have to charge you for the crate, or you would have to return it to me. I, I can't go passing. We should be I can to... make sure that the crate makes its way back. Of course. If you would not mind. No, I trust you. Okay. That is fine. Thank you. I'll walk over and pick up a crate of firewood. Okay. So yeah, you can see that there is a, a small, as he gestures over to the area of the firewood, you can see that there is a small wooden crate next to it. You load 12 pieces of timber into this, okay. and you elevate it. Yep. Thank you for your kindness. Of course, I try to do what I can for those children. Know what it's like. Thank you. Um, of course. What else do you have for sale? What do you need? I have a variety of goods and wares. Depends on what it is that you require. Uh, sadly, that uh, not the finest of goods, but I work with what I am able to find. Hmm. Poke around the shop. Yeah. So, I mean, you can see that there are areas of clothing, there are areas uh, where it looks as though he sells, like, essentials kits in terms of um, like pots, pans, expedition gear, like ropes. You can see little um, pittens, the things that are used for like spokes for if you're mountain climbing. Uh, you can see that he's got like a grappling hook, like a single one. Um, you can see that there are also fur-lined clothing, so like fur-lined boots. There are various pieces of like a shirt and like a blouse for a woman. You can see that there are also more fur-lined cloaks. Again, they are patchworked mm -hmm. to where he has had to affix and repair most of these pieces. Mm -hmm. uh, but that is actually what he is working on. He is currently lining the interior of the sole with fur. Uh, in my short time in the orphanage, mm -hmm. did it seem like they had um, good, clothing. warm clothing? For the children? Uh, just for everybody in general. The, the sisters, um, not really. You can see that their robes are thin. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see that the clothing underneath as well is bare bones and low quality, as though they are not people of lavish lifestyles mm -hmm. and quite fitting for what their work is. So they're cold consistently, but they're not able to realistically spend what their funds are given to them on clothing for themselves. There are about a hundred children, so the majority of their money goes to accommodate those kids. And the children seem well clothed. The children are definitely better clothed, yes. Where, uh, if their clothing is, like, dirty, it's just dirty. A few right. of them have pieces that are, like, ripped, but you can see that they have been sewn or stitched back together to be correctly fixed, and a lot of them do have, or did have, like clothing that um, for like boots and things like that you could see fur around the height mm. of the boot where it would meet their legs but yeah they look okay they don't look incredibly well dressed but enough that if it was chilly inside they should be okay mm. um, is there anything that looks like it is an upgrade to what I'm currently wearing in terms of keeping me warm uh, your boots are not fur lined correct I don't think so but no we didn't discuss that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't believe anyone has truly fur-lined boots or, um, you know, pants that around 
the the waistband and on the interior have been lined with like sheep wool because that is also one of the things that he does. You can see that there are several large stretches of wool that look as though they have been broken down into thin strips of material for him to line the interior of clothing with. Uh, How much are the boots? Are these fur ones? Yes. Are they too silver? Uh, What if I gave you my boots as well? Um, And I just, like, lift my foot up. Yeah, so he kind of, like, takes a brief moment to inspect them. Uh, I could... I could barter and do the boots for you for eight copper, and I will take your old boots. Yes, that is uh, reasonable. Thank you. Could Thank you, you do that as for me as well? Uh, sure, no problem. Ma'am? Um. You said eight copper, right? Correct. You said, did he have, like, heavier cloaks? Yes. Um, how much would one of those... The heaviest be? ones I have are made of uh, bear fur, and the interior is lined with some wool. It would be very helpful in the cold. How much would those... A cloak of that variety? Be? Yes. Five silver, ma'am. Five silver? Where's my money? Equipment. Perhaps anything slightly better than what, what I you're have here. wearing? Yes. Um, I have wolf lined uh, with again wolf on the or uh, wool on the interior. Uh, I could do one of those for three silver. Still be very helpful. Not quite so much as the density of a bear. I could trade you this one as well. Okay. You... I could do the uh, wolf one for. One silver and five copper, or I would do the bear for three. I'll take the wolf one. I'll Very good, man. Hand over my shorter. Yep. And he takes it and he inspects it mm-hmm. from you and he lays it down over his lap. And he just it gestures over. Probably would change color, color when it's removed when it's from, from you. Me, yeah. Um. Uh. Is there something wrong with this? Oh, no, and I'll grab the new one and put it on. And it changes color yeah. to match you. Mm-hmm. Uh, peculiar. Oh, I Indeed. Would, I wouldn't say that. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'd prefer if you didn't. Why is that, sir? It's not a fun word. What do you mean? Odd works better. It's less syllables. Sure, I'm not a man of uh, succinct words. I believe in power of vernacular. So you chose that word with meaning, then? Correct. (laughs) Quite peculiar. Sorry, you're (laughs) fucked. You're on your own. They are friends, Clark, and customers. Indeed. I see them that as well, as long as they remain so. And I assure you they will. Very good. Now pull out my sword. (laughs) I hope that uh, our good deals today will bring you back here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Of course. I I travel through here frequently, and I will stop in again to see you. My name is Ethier. Good to meet you, sir. Very good Uh, to meet you, Clark. Yes. One silver, five copper, you said, right? Correct, for the wolf one. Yeah. And I'm uh, I'm Nesgrim. It's nice to meet you. Mm. It's nice to meet you, sir. 
quite uh, interesting friends you've made. Yes, well, after the accident, you do with what you can. Understood. We have to make the best of what we are left with. I spend my days fixing what I am left with. Very good. All right. Well, Thank you. Um, let's, You're welcome. Let's get this wood back to the orphanage. I'm sure the sisters are expecting us. Um, just to clarify, uh, my healers, could I understand that I can heal like basic things? It doesn't heal HP. Would I be able to help his arm in any way? It has already been affixed okay, with what so is equivocably the, a healer's kit. Yeah, that is, it. it's bandages. That's sure. what a healer's kit is yeah. comprised okay. of. Yep. yep, just making sure that he, there's nothing that I can do for this man. Correct. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yep, so as you all begin to step out, uh, Yalumlo, a word. Yes. Real quick. Thank you, friends. Yes, then I'll continue out. Okay. So the three of you exit, and yep. you step mm-hmm. over to him still on his stool. And you can see that his breath is, you know, still slightly emanating out over mm. the, the shoe that he is working with. Um, the girl. Yes. <laughs> she did not give me her name. Uh, Ritora. All right. Thank you. I trust that you will... Keep it secret, of keep course. Keep it secret, yes. Yes, I will, uh, let the people who need to know, know. Very well. Thank you, friend. Thank you, Clark. You're dead. <laughs> Don't do the fuck. <laughs> yep. And you step out, and as you begin to turn, you feel his hand briefly touch yours. Hmm. And he extends you a silver. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And you walk out, and you see your friends here standing out in the snow. All I did was buy a cloak. Now you don't know dead. anything. I didn't do anything. Yep. You know you nothing. It was very nice to this guy. Yeah, you don't know what he's talking about. All he said is he'll let the people who need to know know. Um, he called me peculiar. Uh-huh. You did do that. You did. I mean, you took off. To be peculiar you took me. off your cloak, and it changed colors. That's yep. what happens. Yep. That's very weird. Mm-hmm. I should have come the in normal, without the cloak. The normal was probably just like, probably like a greenish color, yes. like some kind of earthy. Yeah, tones. Yeah. Tones. Okay. Um, nothing too crazy. Like. Yeah. I probably, Still not white anymore. Not white anymore. No, mm-hmm. I probably made it myself. Honestly. Yep. Four of you are standing out here in the snow, in the cold, in the southwest edge of Slums North. Yulumlo, did you know that man? Uh, yes, I have been in the north for work before. I have come through the shop. How friendly are you with him? I have been a customer. He's nice enough. Seems like a kind man. He was willing to part with most of his remaining firewood for the children and did not charge a higher price despite the shortage. And he's mm. letting us borrow his crate. Yes, that too. We'll have we to should, return it quickly. We yes. should get back to the orphanage while we still have light. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Pull up my scarf. Oh. All right, mm-hmm. I'm going to haul my this wood. New, now full full length mm-hmm. <laughs> cloak. No longer mm-hmm. a dumb little... Yeah, and I then... don't know why I thought that was a good <laughs> idea. But, you know... <laughs> We think that about many of the things we do. Well, I, Got sleep plans of mice and men. Let's say my character didn't plan on coming. 
Let's mm-hmm. just start I got my there. toasty new boots. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you step back out into the snow, you can feel the warmth still lingering and, you know, holding your feet. Good. Yep. We step outside, and again, you feel the brisk air. Uh, we continue to gain our various air- environmental effects, but none of us are reaching a point to which that is a concern. Uh, and we did also have our meals, so we are satisfied on those aspects. Yep. Cool. Um, I'm going to whistle to try to summon uh, Maulo from okay. wherever she happens to be. Okay. Roll a d20. Uh, that is an 18 yeah. on the roll. So you hear, as Concerning you whistle out into the snow, a caw in the distance. And she begins to flutter over towards you and land on your arm. Yeah, I just extend my, my hand and she just lands on me. Mm-hmm. Extend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just lands. See that she is looking around. Are you okay? <laughs> I just, you know, pet, pet, pet her gingerly. Yeah, she just kind of like hops a little bit on your arms and is, you know, scattered looking around. Uh, I'll look, I guess, and see what I... In the direction yeah. that she's looking? Yep. Okay. So as you exit the pawn man, you can see that she is looking south. So you are in the southwest corner. Okay. So she is looking just at an area where there is... An additional burnt home, and you can see that there are two fragments of splayed wood, like almost a, a, a V shape, extending out with their heights poking out of the snow. Uh, hold on a moment. I would like to look at this house, if you would come with me. Okay. Yeah, sure. And as we approach the house and he stops, I'm going to set the crate of wood down. Okay. I'm going to sit with the crate of wood. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm also going to yeah. watch the wood. Well, I mean, we near me. Took not... somebody's currency to purchase mm-hmm. and have yeah. somebody else's crate that we didn't pay for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we work our way down about twenty to thirty-ish feet towards this dilapidated home that pokes out of the snow. As you approach it, Malo again just kind of gesturing towards the area where the center of this floor would have been for if this roof had concave extended down in and sure. these are the frameworks of it and Malo is just ah! uh, I will pick up a, uh, a stone fragment or something that I can find mm-hmm. uh, cast light on it and toss it into the home to try to light it up okay so you throw a, an illuminated stone into this area it descends into the snow, and you see that light illuminate up, as though a little well has been carved here into the snow, into the center area of this. You don't hear anything, okay. like a dense sound, as though it would strike uh, wood or stone at the bottom. It sounds like a dull, like a dull thud, like. Okay. As though it's striking cold ground. Okay, so someone has been digging. Nice. Is what I would assume. Well, from it's that. fair to have your assumption. Okay. It appears as if someone has been digging in this house. Why would they do that? Digging in a house. I do not know. Perhaps it would be good to mention to the guards. I am not sure that we should venture out, especially not at this time of night. No, I think we should probably try to get back to the orphanage as quickly as possible. Because I... Inform the guards tomorrow. I agree. Is it getting dark? 
I mean, it was overcast previously, mm -hmm. so it was already very difficult for you guys to see in the distances, but you're aware that approximately another two hours has passed in terms of your journey out from the orphanage because it did take you quite some time to wade through the snow, yep. mm -hmm. crossing the entirety of this district. Yeah. So you're right. assuming it is close to around 5 to 6-ish okay. p.m., so the beginning of the evening yeah. or dusk. We okay. should get back. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I'm going to pick up the crate of firewood. Is starting to slow down at all at this point? Not or yet. Um, from what you would have been able to prop, oh, like approximately discern, yeah, oh. midnight is where it begins to start to sputter off and become more of like a, a light snow and then slowly descend into just a flurry. All right. I'm going to pick up the crate of yep. firewood. Yep. So mm. you watch I'm as... grab my pass again. Mm -hmm. I'm going to check and make sure there's the same amount of firewood in here as there yep. was when yeah, I Yeah, you guys were literally standing yeah. right next yeah. to it. No one would have come up. Yep. As you guys gather your things and begin to turn, Malo leaps off of your shoulder and stands on the snow right over the area where your illumination is extending upward and her head. You watch as she just peeks down in and begins hopping. Uh, I will... <laughs> hold on a moment. Okay. I will walk over and see whatever is in there. I'm assuming it's a person of some kind. So you walk over and you wade through the snow and your feet... Um, your toes crack against the framework of the bottom of this home. Yep. And you elevate your feet up over this stone. Only maybe like an inch to an inch and a half worth of framework remains here. Okay. And you take a few steps over towards Malo. And you can see that she is still dancing on the, the cusp of the snow around yeah. this hole. The illumination kind of sparking over her face. And you step over and you look down. Yes. And you can look down and you see your stone. And there's nothing sitting. else in there? I mean, the stone takes up the entirety of the space in which it made. Oh, sure. Okay. I I assumed this was a different like there was a larger hole that I had thrown it into. Nope. Okay. Your stone, as you can see down, just looks as though it is carved a straight path down through the snow and is sitting flat. Uh, do you take the snow away or do you not take the snow? Uh, not it's about two and a half feet down. So, I mean, for you, it's up to, like, your knee. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty far. Uh, I mean, I'll feel around with my foot and see if I can feel anything in the snow. So you poke through yeah. to the area where the stone is. Yes. As you push through, your foot slides through what feels like unturned earth. Okay. And then makes contact with the stone. And as your foot slides the stone over, you feel a very cold hard surface, even against your boot, even though it is fur line, you feel the chill of your foot contacting something stiff. Okay. And that's and in, rigid. That's in the hole where the stone is or where it was. In the hole in the snow. Right. But your foot has slid through unturned earth. Right. So I'm saying if I push the stone into the snow, would I be able to see what is now in that hole? Mm-hmm. Okay. I will push it with my foot and So you do that. slide the stone over. And yes. And you can see beneath your area where the stone had landed, you can see a small section of unturned earth again. And what looks like a finger extending out from the earth, curled up. Uh... 
I. Is it blue, John? Yeah. Oh boy. It looks covered in you know frost. I meant like green blue. Oh no no okay. no no! no, no. It's That's not, it's not Felix recently oh, yeah, buried okay. in snow. No, no okay. it looks like a body that is covered here. Okay. Um, I would be aware as to how long it takes to get dark. Correct. And how long it will take us to get back. Correct. You know that it would be about, you know, 45 minutes or so of a walk back to Sister Madeline's, and you know that it would take about an hour for it to become truly fully dark. So we've got a short amount of time. To work with here, yeah. Okay. Uh, If someone could stay with the wood and the others could help me, there is someone buried here. What? Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll continue holding the wood. Um... Are you trying to uncover, I guess? Malo seems to want me to look at whoever this is, and I trust Malo. Perhaps it is just a person, but everyone deserves a chance to pass on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I'll, I'll continue holding the wood. Okay. Oh, I guess I'll. Yeah, we'll start digging. I guess. Are you helping? Yeah, I'll step forward. It's to help. time to dig. <laughs> the first dig. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, Ooh, my I, first dig! I've got to make sure that I keep track of the time, so that way we are not caught out in the dark. Dark. Yes. yes, absolutely. So as you begin sliding this this snow away from the area, getting down towards the earth here using, you know, whatever longer yep. blunt objects for you. I'm assuming like your quarter staff mm-hmm. uh for you. Do you have you have a quarter staff as well? Uh No, I do not. No, okay. So Does have a Um I'm going to offer my shield. Sure. Okay. For them to use as a shovel. So you take Nesgrim's shield. I actually I have a shield. Oh, there you do. Okay. Yes, I'll so use yes. my own. Sure, I can use his shield. Yeah. Okay, there so you, you use Nesgrim's shield. I'm just and poking it with the a stick. The three of you <laughs> begin shuffling as much snow away as you possibly can. And as you, you know, begin to expose the surrounding area of unturned earth, you can see that it is like a circular space. Looks like it's about three to four feet in diameter. And as okay. you're exposing more of the unturned earth, you can see the other, like, knuckles of fingers stuck frozen into the earth here and you can see that the unturned earth looks like I said as though it's a circular area and the hand is okay um, I will attempt to dig into the earth to try to get to the face of this okay person. using your shovel no when you, uh, oh, sorry your, yes. your shield yes when you say unturned what do you mean as though recently dug up and exposed gotcha yes yeah I'll, I'll... So we scrape away separating. At, yeah, knowing that we're short on time, I'm going specifically for the face. Correct. Yep. So you pull dirt away and you see more of the hand being exposed. You see the fingertips exposed. You see the hand looks slender, like thin framed with feminine nails. And you can oh, see boy. that it extends downwards to about the wrist. And then you can see it's severed. Oh, God. From about mid-wrist, and that is the only portion of the hand that exists here. And you Mm. begin to unturn earth, 
And you find no other body parts. Okay, uh, I'm going to snap off one of the fingers. Okay. And stand up rapidly. We need to go now. So as you lean down to grab one of the fingers no. and you break it backwards, no. the finger breaks off and the palm turns over and seared into the palm. Uh-huh. Let me finish uh-huh. the last one. Uh, Why don't you just take the whole hand? I feel like there's not right. We've already dug up the whole thing, haven't we? There's nothing <laughs> straight. I'm not taking an arm. It's only to here. Well, it would also be hard to explain why you're just carrying around a hand if you were ever stopped, you know? It's hard to explain a finger, too. He's the bone man. He he literally literally took someone's skull off. Hours ago. Just a few hours ago. Yeah, it's true. No one even really said anything. I think you just gave him a look. I was unconscious. I woke up to smoke hitting his eyeballs. (laughs) My spooky smoke. Oh, good. You find that burned into the hand of this woman. Can I see? Oh, Ooh. no. That's infernal, Does isn't it? it? Look like the other one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely different writing, but. Uh, same, like. It's different, font. it's different symbols, but yes. Like, same font, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely infernal, assuming the other one is. Um, I am going to... I guess I'll take the hand. Pull the hand out of the earth. Chill against your skin. I'm going to put it into my bag. We need to go now. Okay. Alright, yeah, let's go. So, start walking back toward the uh, orphanage. Can I give you your shield back? Oh, yes, thank you. Might, Might need that. Better... Hand that to Lawrence, please. Mm-hmm. We begin making our way back through slums north towards the northeast edge. As we pass once more through the same locations, you see that the gallows are now unoccupied. You can see that the people that have been here have dissected and like dispersed throughout the areas. So you can see walk pathways through the snows edge towards different locations inside of uh, Slums North. You can see that the areas where the bodies were, there's nothing hanging from the nooses now. So you see the nooses just swaying in the breeze. You can see that there is a pathway that walks back towards the site of justice. And we make our way back towards the orphanage. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it begins to grow very dark as you reach the doors. And we knock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you're standing here for a moment, knocking heavily on the door, listening as the sounds echo inside. Lord. And the gale picks up around you, and the biting chill. And you hear a scurrying set of footprints, or footsteps inside. And you hear the door, the bar, creak open and behind you in the slums towards the area where you had heard or seen the burnt home you hear what sounds like yelling and the door pulls open and you see Sister Honey's face hurry 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 help her bar the door <laughs> yep. oh! <laughs> and as you bar the door and you turn you see 
running towards the door would look like three men in dark cloaks, their faces obscured, rushing towards the door, and you push it closed, and you bar it, and you hear what sound like voices outside. Oh. And then you hear nothing. Thank you so much. It is so cold now. Please, come in. Okay. Um, Who were those people? What was that? Yeah. Do they look like bandits or... I guess... Dark dark black cloaks mm-hmm. mostly obscured their bodies and their faces so you couldn't really tell. Couldn't see if they were holding anything or not? Okay. Rushing towards you. Their hands, you know, were outstretched and it looked as though they did not have anything in their hands at the moment, no. But you weren't able to see, like, what, you know, in terms of what yeah. they were wearing because they were obscured. Okay. Um... Uh, probably more bandits. Yes, well, I, I brought the wood. Thank you. Um, to, to the kitchens, please. Yes, Sister Alicia is attempting to create dinner, and I, I know she was complaining that she was running short of wood. Okay. Wood for the fire, you mean? Yes. Not wood to put into the food. Uh, no, we do okay. not eat wood stew. I just wanted to. It's a delicious pig. Okay. Is it always pig? No. Um, we usually eat pig at the beginning of the, the winter months. Hearty, filling meals. Nice and fat. Then you eat... Can I do an insight check? <laughs> God, I just... Go every, every single time. Twelve? Twelve. Twelve. She knows that they eat pig, as they're told. Delicious, plump pig. All right. Alleged pig. Alleged pig. <laughs> Alleged pig. Yeah. yeah. She, in, in her years of service here, knows that pig is usually eaten at the beginning of the winter, as it is a filling and hearty meal. All right. Um, I'm going to carry the firewood back to the kitchen with uh, Sister Alicia. Okay. Three of you going yep. as well. Mm-hmm. So you follow through, and you can see that in the cafeteria area, the children are sitting here once more, many of them with their, their you know, spoons, their little keychain of utensils, out and ready, and they're staring at the kitchen area. You step inside, and you can see that Sister Alicia only has one piece of timber remaining on the ground, two pieces of timber, you know, touching together beneath. Oh, good, 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 good. Oh, um, the flames were just about to go out. I had to, I had to disperse some of the wood to um, take care of other areas. It was getting quite cold and drafty because of the, the breeze stemming through the chapel. It feels as though the, the cold air is emanating through even the, the frames of the door. Mm. Needed to keep the other areas of the orphanage warm. Yeah, I understand. Especially the nursery. Well, um, take what you need from the wood, and then I'll go put it with the rest of the stores. Okay. Yes. So you can see that she outstretches her hands and takes one, two, three pieces and places two into the fireplace and one off to the other, leaving a pair of wood for herself here. Um, I would uh, probably recommend that you take the other pieces of wood up to the storage room. 
This way we know at least where they are if, st- if ever supply runs low in one location of the orphanage. Yes. Yeah, Thank you. I'll do that for you, sure. Uh, food should be ready in about 30 minutes if you would like to return. Great. Yes, We're having you. more stew. Of course. I imagine you eat stew often. Sadly, yes. Um, it's filling warm and cheap. Correct. And uh, broth is easy to make. Yes. We do need to bring the crate back uh, tomorrow. Oh, Mr. Clark permitted you to rent a crate. Yes. Yes, yes. yes we must yes. bring it back, but... Um, very good. I understand that it is wood, but please do not burn it. Very good. Thank you. We leave the kitchen. We leave the cafeteria. And we ascend the spiral staircase on this eastern wall. And we return once more to the storage room. And we open the door. And you can see still hanging is your spoon. No longer illuminated. Yep. But still there. Mm-hmm. The right. illuminated spoon. Mm-hmm. Not so walking. That's, that's tavern. A, yeah, that's a bar name. Yep. Yeah, the illuminated spoon. Yeah, that's like a fancy place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the illuminated. The enlightened spoon. spoon. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. So you step inside, you can see again the areas of the storage room as you're working your way through. That the goods were ransacked. They have not yet been put back. Uh, so you can see that there are, you know, fruits and other things on the ground, like sacks, rucksacks worth of vegetables that are again sat here on the ground slightly spilled over you gather things up and replace them as you do and then you place the crate of firewood down and you're four standing here in the storage room well i'll put the, put firewood, the firewood down yeah. but keep the crate mm. yep okay so you unload the timber leaving it in a small stack yep and you take the crate um i suppose we should check and see if sister madeline is awake we should not do that <laughs> well we could ask without intruding we can check her office. We could just ask his sister if she's awake yet. We could go eat dinner. Or that in half an hour as well, yes. Perhaps yes. there's someone you could ask. In uh, the dining room. Oh, yes. I feel like there may be a sister there who would know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perhaps, yes. Alright, yeah, so uh, let's go check with Sister Alicia and see if she's awake. So we would turn downstairs mm-hmm. to the kitchen. You can see that the the children now, the majority of them do have bowls worth of stew that they're beginning to eat. You can see that in here as well are a collection of sisters, four of them, sitting at a table along the western wall. So you see Sister Alicia Mm -hmm. is sitting here as well, Sister Honey, Sister Desiel, and another woman that you had not previously gotten her name of. Uh, But she was another one that you saw asleep. Okay. Inside of the sisters' quarters before. Said so Sister Madeline is there. No, no not Madeline. Desiel, Alicia, Honey, Honey, and this other woman. And they are sitting, eating, all looking out over the children. You can see even the uh, the teenage girl and teenage boy mm-hmm. are sitting alone in a corner, not remotely talking to each other. Oh, no. Opposite ends <laughs> of the tables, just like. <laughs> Staring at each other, like waiting for the other one to like take a bite, and then they can take a bite as well. And it's like, like they need permission to like. Mm-hmm. And this is about how much later from when we left earlier? When you left the kitchen previously, or earlier when in we, the day? Yeah, earlier in the day when we left. Approximately three, three and a half hours in total. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to approach the sisters that are there. Okay. 
Are they all, like, currently Mm -hmm. great? Okay. Each of them has a bowl of stew in front of them that they are slowly and delicately, methodically eating. It's almost as though they're slurping in unison. All right, I'm going to walk over and say, um, excuse me, when you're done eating, I'd like to discuss something with you. And you can see that Sister Honey looks over to you. Oh, good. What, what... I mean, you may have a seat. Oh, there's, sure. There's space for one more. Yeah, and I'll sit down with them. I'll go sit <laughs> over with the with the teenagers. <laughs> hey, and say, uh, yeah, we've uh, returned with the timber. I've already placed it in the storeroom. Oh, quite good, sir. Thank you so much for your assistance. Yes, of course. Is Sister Madeline awake? No, she's still resting. Still? Oh, yes, it will be a bit, bit of time for her to uh, coalesce. She did get hit in the head. Yeah. Yes. Has anyone checked on her to make sure she does indeed... Sister Desiel just left. She does wake up. Like, you, she, she sleeps. Why would I wake her? You can see that Sister Desiel looks a bit, uh, like, affronted by your accusation. What I would assume I know, like... Head wounds. Yeah, yeah. the, the symptoms of concussion, yeah. right? To ensure that she is not dead? That She's not dead. I see her breathing. Okay. She, does she... Have you shaken her awake just to... Why would I shake her awake? When you get hit in the head, if you fall asleep too soon after, sometimes you sleep for a long time. No, it's actually quite good for you to rest afterwards. Uh, yeah, but no. Can I check her, please? Go ahead, if you want. Yeah, like... Yeah, I'm going to. Go ahead. Uh, 13. That's good. As far as they understand medicine, it's good to rest. I'm, I, it is good to rest, yes, after most injuries. Indeed. Um, head injuries, however, sometimes if you rest too soon after one, uh, you do not wake up for long periods of time. A long rest is nice. I mean, Very fitting. <laughs> days, weeks, even. If that's what it takes for her to feel better. Okay. Um... She might be in a coma, but they're cool with it. I mean, I've taken care of people who've received injuries before, and I know what I'm doing. Okay. Don't like being questioned. Not questioning you, just trying to help. Understood. I suppose. Okay, great. Enjoy your dinner. Why does she like this? Stand up and walk away. Jeez. DJ, minus five. (laughs) I get it. She's real old. She's probably been through some things. Sister what? Honey's smelling more like vinegar. <laughs> was, that sister, was that Sister Honey? No, that's Sister Desiel. Oh, she's yeah. pissed. Correct. Pissed. Oh, yeah, she's always pissed. Mm-hmm. I she's, was not the one who broke the teacup. I had to break the teacup. It was, it was necessary. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll just walk over and sit down with Retora then. Yeah. As you begin to walk away, where are the two of you? Uh, yeah, I'll walk back over and. and... I'm gonna look over my shoulder at Sister Desiel. Let's see. You just see she's glaring at you. <laughs> she does not wave back. <laughs> you see, as you're looking over, Anthony just, God, I f- hate that one. You said Sister Alicia is at the table eating it. Correct. Uh, I'll approach the, the table. Okay. Welcome is, back. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, would it be all right? Is there enough food for us to eat as well? Oh, yes, please. Help yourself, sir. Yes, if you would like you. a bowl, they are... Stacked in there. Thank you. Of course. I will uh, go back to Ethier. Mm-hmm. We can help ourselves to food if 
the rest of you would like to eat, I think I'm going to go and get some for myself. Yes, I will eat as well. I will get up and walk uh, with uh, Yalamlo. So the two of you walk over towards the area of the kitchen inside of the cafeteria. You can see that there's the large cauldron again, billowing with steam. You can see that it's literally the same stew as earlier. I'll Mm. go as well. You watch as they walk over and you get up to join them. Nesgrim, are you joining them as well? Yep. So the four of you step inside and you walk in, each of you taking a bowl, taking the long ladle that is affixed to the interior of the bowl with that like U-shaped section, lift it, and pour yourself a bowl of stew. Same ingredients as before, same look, same smell. Definitely bird of some sort. Allegedly can bird. I, can I do like a nature yeah, nature check? Yeah, go right ahead. See if I can... I mean, no, it's been, like, you know, boiled and mm-hmm. all the flavor's probably gone from it, but... No seasoning. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nailed it. it. It literally hit the corner on, like, a... It was, like, a 13 or something, and then bounced off and went to one. Oof. It's the best pig you've ever seen. <sighs> this pig flew. I mean, yeah, it looks to you like, again, you, know, you recall Delicious from... Pig. Yeah, you recall from the flavor that it felt a little more gamey to where it might be akin to, like, a fowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this it's, one. it's described to you as pig. This one here, this is pig. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a piece out and give it to my bird. Okay. She greedily he. eats it. Oh, he, he. that's right, yours no. is she. Yep. Yep. Yours is male. Yep. Two different birds. Mm-hmm. Devours the piece that you offer. So with my bowl, I will leave the kitchen mm-hmm. so that I'm back in sight of the sisters mm-hmm. and not lingering out of their sight. And I will find a place to sit. Yep. Yeah. So there is there is a table where there are you know again the majority of them are occupied by children. So it is up to you if you would like to join the sisters or if you would like to sit with the teenagers. I'm going back to the teens. <laughs> um. Because the tables with the children are literally packed to the brim with children. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I'd sit down whatever seat is okay. closest that I didn't feel like I'd be intruding on somebody. Okay. So then, yeah, it would be the teenagers. Okay. Okay. So we all sit down with the teenagers, and again, you can see that, you know, the girl is, like, awkwardly staring at the boy, and the boy is awkwardly staring at the girl, and they're just slowly, shakily taking nervous slurps, trying to be, like, very quiet. <laughs> Or like listening to the other one as they eat, and it's like, Ew. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pull a small piece of meat out of my stew and, and feed it to Malo. Okay, does Malo have to it. eat? Uh, Malo handles her own, but I'm still giving her a small mm-hmm. piece. We, mm-hmm. We've established that I don't have to physically feed her, um, money wise, because mm-hmm. she goes off on her own and mm-hmm. handles herself. She's not really my bird, mm-hmm. she forges food and such. Correct. Yeah, she does her own thing. So the four of you sit down, and you again feel the heat of Sister Desiel's eyes glaring at you as she watches as you take a seat. And the teenage boy looks over again and sees Sister Desiel. God, she never stops looking. So weird. (laughs) She always so intense. Yeah, she's like the meanest lady here. Some people like to observe. Yeah, but like everything... Sometimes it is good to see what is going on. What did you do to her? I may have uh, disturbed her rest and also broken a teacup in her presence and woken up the other sisters as well. 
And you were worried about me when I came in. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. See the girl just like, again, take another slurp of her stew, just kind of looking around at you guys, just like really anxious. What is your name? Maribel. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh-huh. I'm Ritora. Okay. It's nice to meet you. This is Juniper. You point to the bird. That's a very pretty bird. I've never seen an owl. It's, it's very pretty. Um, Have you ever I... seen any birds? Yeah. Some. Not many. Do you like birds? They're pretty. Most of the time I've seen some not pretty ones. We get those sometimes here in Slums North. What do they look like? They're just... Fucking vulture vultures. Are they vul... Uh... <laughs> not, not, not exactly vultures, but definitively birds akin. of... Predatory birds mm-hmm. that look, yes, akin to, you know, smaller vultures like that the, loom over the gallows. Like turkey buzzards with, like, the real gross, like, neck things. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, the... turkey buzzards are big, though. They ain't really small. Mm-hmm. Tiny turkey buzzards. Mm-hmm. Just like, <laughs> I guess, like... Baby turkey buzzards. Baby turkey. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Baby birds are real gross looking. They are real. They are, they are Have you ever scary. seen a baby owl? Oh. They're horrible. Mm-hmm. They're little monsters. Have you ever seen a shaved bear? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Alright. <laughs> Sitting here with two very awkward teenagers also being very awkward. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm eating my food occasionally giving little bits As to Nesher's like, ever seen a shaved bear? <laughs> <laughs> Do you wanna? Oh! oh no. Come here, bear. Oh, God. Let me make this sleight of hand check. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I don't fail. And... <laughs> Tom will fight you. Yeah. Tom will four fight DJ. You, four of you are sitting here eating your stew and okay. letting my food cool a bit before I eat. Yep. You're not eating it while it's hot? No. Um, Ethier. Uh, yes. What you did to our food last time, you did not do it this time, did you? No, I did not. Okay. I trust that it is safe. Everyone <laughs> else is here. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> Everyone else has been eating it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Now that I have seen multiple people eat it, I trust that it is safe. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I do on everything, but food from mysterious sources can often be a problem, especially in Oshwamp. I could see that, yeah. Uh, with that, I'll start eating my soup. Okay, so the four of you are sat here just eating your stew with these teenage children. They're just, you know, lightly shaking with anxiety, just uncomfortable by the presence of four random people that they don't know, interrupting their romantic... <laughs> <laughs> is Anthony as they're not remotely communicating at all they're but... like sitting on the opposite side yes of the yep I'll let like I'll let uh, <laughs> move let... them closer together I'll let Juniper just like bounce around and be kind of well, cute I've... I'm assuming I have like a piece of a stick or something mm-hmm. I'm gonna take it out and like set it on the table mm-hmm. and cast light on the top of it so it looks like a candle oh. very good and... thanks dude you are welcome really pretty. And yeah. he just whispers that to you. <laughs> you should talk to her. <laughs> you see him just like lightly <laughs> gag. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Mary, Mary Bell! That, Stu's really good today. Is that Ricky? <laughs> <laughs> is he drunk? <laughs> I mean, it's like, 
He's like almost vomiting because he's so anxious. <laughs> Anthony, take a breath. <sighs> like better? that? Feel better? I'm, I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> you look really good today, Mary Bell. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna just put my hand on on a fucking cast guidance call. This man needs all the help. Oh god, what help about? <laughs> what the roll? Oh my god! Guidance for the D four. Four. I like you. So he just looks at us like. I really like those rags, Mary Bell. <laughs> I like your skin. Oh my god! I like your rags! <laughs> yep. And she's just oh like... Oh god. Through the rags I always wear. <laughs> yeah, they look like really good today though. Um. <laughs> and he just like nervously coughs and just looks around at you guys. And he's like slightly hyperventilating. Uh, Anthony, uh, take a uh, deep uh, breath. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Never mind, <laughs> stop that. Is that better? <laughs> Getting there. Okay. I'll go over and like pat him on the back a couple of times. Oh, thank you. Hey, She's really pretty. So, Sister Derriere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she definitely hears you. She's an elf. You're yeah. fucked. She just kind of like turns her gaze towards you. That's. I think you said her name wrong. <laughs> Probably, yes. Um, you should watch low, what please. you say around people. Desiel, correct? Is her Desiel. Desiel. That's what I said, Desiel, yes. That is not what you said. Nope. What did I say? You just called her a butt. I will not repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sister Desiel. Yeah, what about her? You said she's always staring and she's weird. Yeah, I see her sometimes just like staring at weird things in the orphanage. Like what? Like corners and like shelves and chairs. Ugh. Which shelf? Have like you... all over in oh. the common room. <laughs> I've seen her stare at like chairs. Mm, I've seen her stare at like the beds that are like made already. Like sometimes she yells at me for not making my bed, but like, I don't know, man. Like sometimes I'm just busy. <laughs> I feel you. I but I mean, like, there's other days she stares at my bed like I didn't make it and doesn't say anything, but I made it. I don't know what she's staring at. She just looks at it for a while. I've never asked her. No, she's really scary. Look at her. And she's still just glaring at you all. Just slowly slurping from her spoon. I'll smile at her. <laughs> <laughs> Mocking way from you. <laughs> ah, broke your teacup. No, it's not mocking. Yeah. It wasn't her teacup. Yeah. Broke your teacup. Do you know? It was by someone else's bed, wasn't it? It was at the nightstand at the end of the beds, yes. Maybe she was sharing. Yeah. It might have been Borrowed. her. Maybe it was her family teacup. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. <laughs> but you just kind of smile at her and she just like stares it. at you. You just see her take like a deep sigh. Oh my god, she's so pissed. <laughs> I feel like we might need to kill this lady before she kills us. <laughs> You said out of character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, Anthony just looks up. See, well, um, I did upset her pretty, pretty heavily earlier. But still, look at her. She's. She looks upset about something. Maybe she thinks you're staring at her. Mm. I mean, I guess. Is she looking at me? Do you like when she looks at you? No, I 
hate it. I think you're fine. I think she's. I think all of all of that's going towards. Yes, me I think at the she's moment. looking at Ritora. Oh, all right. Whew. We can yeah, relax. She, she does not like Ritora. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> for once, it's not me. Is it usually you? She's always blaming me for everything that goes wrong in the orphanage. Do you do a lot of things wrong in the orphanage? No, I don't do like anything wrong in the orphanage. <laughs> do you do I anything always try my best. You always try your best to do nothing. No, to or... like help out and stuff. What do you do to help out? I mean, I'll like move stuff mm-hmm. and I'll clean up after the stupid kids. <laughs> right. They like always leave their toys out and it's annoying. Why do you call them stupid? I don't know. Have you seen the dwarf? He is not bright. Yeah, stupid. The other one did it go is... into the cathedral several times. Yeah, that one just is always breaking into stuff. That is a bad word. Breaking into stuff? No. That's not one word. Stuff. Stupid is a bad word. <laughs> no, it's not. Not everybody is good at things like books. Some people have other skills that does not make them stupid. It simply makes them different. Sure, but I mean, I've literally never seen him be good at anything. Perhaps he will be someday. <laughs> I hope so. What I are you keep... good at? What am I good at? Uh, yeah. Do you like write poetry? <laughs> no. <laughs> No. <laughs> Alright. I'm gonna make things yeah. Yeah, here we go. Sure mm, does. 21. That's this is poetry. He totally writes really <laughs> angsty poetry and then really weird romantic poetry about Mary Bell. Would you like is to Is it like I mean I don't She's know. She's like so pretty, I love those rags. <laughs> oh god, it's such a bad word. It doesn't even rhyme. Oh, <laughs> right? It's like slam He's poetry. Really, he's really not good at it. We all wear rags. Oh god. Even when we don't, we're all just rags. <laughs> god, he's a killer. <laughs> Anthony, no. Well, Anthony, uh, have you noticed anything else weird going on around the orphanage? Other than Sister Desiel, like, staring at weird shit and not saying anything? Yeah. I mean, Sister Madeline does that, but she usually talks when she's looking at stuff. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Do you ever overhear her? Uh, a couple of times. What was she saying? I heard her once in the common area just saying, No, this isn't home for you. <laughs> I imagine my food is not steaming any longer. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm eating my food. Okay. A lot of times when Mr. Miss Miss Madeline has the, the night shift, she'll like walk around. I don't know, not not carrying like a candle or anything. She just like walks in the dark. Interesting. Yeah, like I'll get up and go to the bathroom, and I'll just hear like footsteps, and then she'll like be there. Creepy. Kind of, yeah. Um, does the word signature mean anything to you? I mean, like, yeah, people write their names. That's a signature. I, like, totally don't have a signature at the bottom of my poetry. <laughs> What's poetry? What poetry? What poetry? I, uh, you write poetry? I mean, yeah, I, I'm pretty good. Would you like to read us a poem? I don't have them here. They're in my, I, they're in my room. You don't remember them? I remember some of them, yeah, but, like, not the whole thing. I'm not that good. Keep practicing. You'll get there. I mean, yeah, I want to be a good poet. I want to go to the Aderast and be a poet. 
They pay for that stuff there. A young bard. <laughs> I love the way you wear those rags. Oh, that's funny. like one of the opening lines. That's good. <laughs> Thanks. It's a good start. <laughs> Thanks. Um, well, listen. <laughs> now this has been fun. But, uh, I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> not even finished. This has been fun, but I, I need to. Leave. I oh, this, is, oh. this has been I fun, but uh... you're intolerable. I can't talk to you anymore. I'm gonna walk away and use divine sense. Okay, and see, uh, you know, see if there's anything going Presence on. Presence of like the undead, yeah. the undead, or also the hollowed spell to see if these are like spirits that are being drawn to a good place as opposed to a bad one. Okay, so what is the distance of divine sense? Sixty feet. 60 feet. And okay. it's the location of any celestial fiend or, you know, I don't know. Celestial fiend, fiend or undead. Or undead. Within 60 feet, not behind total cover. Okay. And it does not, does it give you the exact location? Uh, or does says, it just say that you are aware of the presence? You can sense anything affected. That's all it says. Anything affected by? The hollow, the hollow spell or know the location of any celestial. Yes, I know the location. Yeah. Okay. So, where you are in the kitchen, you... Oh, I feel like I should have done that a lot sooner into us walking into this orphanage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you detect celestial. You do not detect fiend or undead. And you detect... Okay. Celestial emanating from one of the children. Oh. So, given that I know Celestial isn't part of the Oshwamp lexicon. Correct. What would my character know, like, describe it as? Not necessarily Celestial, but it would be. You would know it as Celestial. You would know absolutely <laughs> Celestial. Right. And you would associate it, yes, with, with Asimar. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can I pick out like which kid it is? Mm-hmm. Which kid is it? A kid that looks like me? No. Okay. Which kid is it? Little orphan Nina. Oh, fuck. What are you? Oh, that's where she Why are you not? <laughs> I just, I forgot. You like, forgot. I just did. I wasn't thinking about it. Am I the only one who knew? <laughs> yeah. I, I completely forgot. You detect it from little orphan Nina. Interesting. Okay. And you can see that she is sitting at a table with her other good friends. And as she takes a slurp of her stew, she pauses and extends a slurp of her stew to her little bear. Oh, God. What does that mean? Does the soup run down the front of the bear? No. Oh, God. What's in the bear? What's in the bear? (laughs) Eat him. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, this bear's alive. So when I finish my stew, I am going to uh, take my bowl back into the kitchen. Okay. uh, And then I want to walk over and talk to the sisters. Okay. Yeah. So you return your bowl. The three of you are still sitting here with the teenagers. I will do the same. Okay. So you return your bowl. Do the two of you also want to get up and clean your dishes? Yeah. If I'm done, then yes. Yes. Four of you are done your meals. You return to the kitchen area. You quickly wash your dishes. I'll leave Juniper to just... Hop around again on the like, table for the two kids. Yeah, just Very like, good. They're gonna, fluff up. The, they're gonna eat the owl. I'm not gonna eat the owl. That owl's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> I like its rags. <laughs> Love the way it wears those right. rags. <laughs> okay. So yes, we also wash our dishes, and the four of us return over to the table with the sisters. Sister Desiel glaring at Retora as she walks over. 
Can I help you? Is that Sister Desiel? Uh-huh. Uh, I was wondering if perhaps there was some way that we could uh, help in uh, better sealing the door to the chapel. Uh, at least while you're not using it with the window broken, until it can be fixed, perhaps it would decrease the draft inside, make uh, the firewood go a bit longer. Certainly, um, there's probably some extra furs and things of that nature in the storage. Sure. She's still oh just, like, God, breathing heavily as she stares you. at you. I feel like you shouldn't be left alone for, like, an extended <laughs> period of time. She's going to murder me in my sleep. <laughs> if it's all right if we use some of those furs to better Maybe. seal the door, we, we can take care of that for you. Of course, just don't break anything. We will be very careful to not... I would appreciate caution this time. I will personally keep an eye on... Certain, that one? Certain I'm... associates of... Thank you. Oh, You're God, welcome. she was the worst person. I do appreciate that. Bitch. Yes, of course. Considerate people are welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> how about, so how oh. about peculiar people? What do I you mean? Why don't you say that to her? Why would you say that to her? She looks like me. You mean peculiar? As, as he's saying, her, you're going, you're is, going her, to jail. is her costume like a like white? <laughs> as he's saying this to her, uh, I'm going to turn to Ritora. Come, Ritora, we can go start taking care of this draft. Yes, of course. <laughs> I am very um, sorry. You will be. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, that cup was quite valuable to me. My brother made that cup. (laughs) Do you, did you keep the pieces? Yes. I I can try to fix it for you. I don't want you to. I would rather pay someone I think is a bit more careful in how they handle themselves. Oh my god. I could repair it with your tears. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. God. You're gonna die, man. Yeah, that's not you good. Did. There's already a hit out on you. Uh, <laughs> that's what the hand said. <laughs> Kill Ratora. Kill Ratora. She's missing a hand. <laughs> I'm very sorry about your cup. We will go begin taking care of the doors. Thank you, sir. Of course. I'm going to usher her out of the yep. room before she can <laughs> put her foot in her mouth. Again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Peculiar, though. Uh, why use that word? Uh, it's, I've heard it around the slums. Um, see, I'm new to Oshwamp. I only arrived yesterday. Yes. I'm. So, did I offend you? Yes. <laughs> So she hates people with white hair. Why did I offend you? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with, with Oshwamp customs. Uh, sometimes uh, offensive language is offensive <laughs> to people. Okay, so that so word she's is... So she's been called peculiar before. And that word is offensive to you. Indeed. Understood. I am not peculiar. Understood. Oh. I ap- not remotely. I apologize. I appreciate it, sir. I'll leave you to your business. And then I'm just going to turn and walk away. 
foot in my mouth. Good. Good idea. <laughs> Your friends are a bit uncouth. I, I left. Oh, okay. None of the other sisters are like sticking up, like, hey, you know, these guys. No, like, we've all hey. been assuming Sister Lauren's second in charge. <laughs> oh, great, it's, it's this one. <laughs> awesome. Oh, and so now are. Sister Madeline is sleepy time. Ugh. Forever. Oh, I'm gonna die. You guys are fine. <laughs> Maybe not you. Uh-huh. You're Maybe not you. Because <laughs> you insulted her directly to her face, which apparently is still better than what I did. I feel totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're safe, yeah, man. As far as you two are concerned, yeah, you, you guys, guys are like totally I'm on my way here. to gather some furs to be more fine. Yep. yep. <laughs> so we all make our way up towards the storage room. We enter. Yep. Uh, and as we are inside, we find you know, a, a few pieces of discarded scraps of clothing, so incomplete sections of clothing that you can see are more densely comprised of wools and you know, furs and things of that nature that you would associate with what you're looking for. Okay. We take them down, and we take little spikes, and we begin sealing in the frames of the door to the chapel. As we are sealing in the frames to the door of the chapel... You hear what sounds like whispers inside. Oh, God. Just faint, echoing whispers. They can't be I'm thinking about banging on the door. I would not. (laughs) I would. And I just put my finger to my mouth. Do not say anything. Okay. Do not do anything. Okay. We can't be here. They cannot be here. Let's just quietly back away. Yes. You back away? Are we fixing the door? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did, or is this after? I mean, no, you hear that as you're like midway through fixing the draft. I'm going to keep fixing it. Okay. Staying at the door? Yeah, the door is barred. Mm -hmm. Correct. Well, chained it's and padlocked on the right, other side. Right, so it... And what direction does it open? Uh, opened inward. It opens in, into the chapel. Into the chapel, yes. correct. Mm-hmm. So it is barred in a way that it couldn't be pulled inward. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. The door was pulled off the hinges mm-hmm. a yeah, few previously. hours ago. Mm-hmm. But it is on the hinges. Correct. Barred shut. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to keep sealing it. Okay. Another minute or so goes by, and you are sealing the door continually, and you hear another faint whisper inside. Do not open it. Keep the seal. And you hear the rushing of galing wind echoing inside of the chapel. And then you hear nothing. How close to the door does the voice sound? Do the, do the voices sound? Mm-hmm. Not close. As okay. though they are deep inside of the chapel. Sure. So like it sounds as though they are speaking at a normal volume but to you it's it sounds around. echoing yeah. and yes like a sure. faint yeah, echo. Yeah it's a chapel so it would mm-hmm. be designed acoustically to mm-hmm. have sound travel. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. Do not open it keep the seal. Yes. <laughs> okay. They're talking to us, right? Don't open it. I don't know if they're talking to us. Don't open it. Who knows what they're talking to? Well, they, they said don't open it. We don't want to open it, so let's just not open well, what, it. What is it? 
the door, maybe? Perhaps? Ick, four of you are standing here in the hallway. Back away from the door. Mm-hmm. Start walking back down the hallway before I begin talking about what happened. Should we... That way, I can't be heard through the door. Mm-hmm. Should we tell Sister Desio? Is the door properly sealed to reduce the draft? Correct. Okay, yeah. As we're walking away from the door. Uh, perhaps we should at least let someone know. I think... Uh, with the window broken, we probably can't keep people out, but... Yeah. She does not like me, but... I don't think they should. I don't think this should go unreported. I think the two of us should tell her. Yes, she seems to like that you two the most. Seems wise. Yes, I would agree. Right. As we are walking back towards the kitchen, you see in the distance, about halfway up the height of the spiral staircase, what looks like Sister Madeline in a long white robe, oh barefooted, boy. ascending. Ascending or descending? Ascending the staircase. Her hand sliding up the railing as she goes. And you hear a faint <coughs> singing, like yeah, lullaby s As she ascends the spiral staircase to the second floor. And then I conclude that. I don't know who she is. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well... Friends, thank you for watching tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, it was a very fun episode. Um, but yeah. Uh, if you're new here, make sure you follow so you can find us again. We play D&D three to four times a week, depending on the um, depending on the week. Uh, you can go to our website, notgreatrpg.com, and scroll down and click on the schedule uh, link. That will take you to our uh, calendar of events and tell you where we will be and what we're doing. Um, this weekend on Saturday we'll be at PAX Unplugged, so if you're in the Philadelphia area and want to meet up, possibly get some pins and stickers and things, pop on down to PAX Unplugged and look for our, our Not Great RPG shirts, because we'll be there. Um, but it's going to be a really good time. Thank you all so much for the follows this evening. I hope you had a good time. We'll be back tomorrow at 6pm Eastern for Princess of the Apocalypse, uh, which will be great. So, thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye.